2: Okay, so we got a special guest in the house. We don't normally do a Wednesday podcast at 3 o'clock, but when a, a friend like this man shows up and he and I go back, I don't know, 13, 14, 2009, I mean, we'll maybe tell you the story a little bit here, the history mm-hmm. of how this whole thing got started. But Glenn Beck, uh, a big name in media. I said this uh, uh, two weeks ago, three I'll say it again. Maybe the best teacher uh, in my opinion, number one best teacher when it comes down to teaching history and politics on TV wow. the last 20 years. I don't know if I put anybody ahead in well, the teaching area. I don't know if there's area. been anybody, so no, it's a but, very small but, category. But, but, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of guys that are great entertainers, which you absolutely are entertaining. There's a lot of guys that are very smart, many of them, but they don't know how to communicate. And sometimes you can go get a message from somebody that's you know, doing a story, and then you're like, oh, what did he say? Versus with you was like, one, two, three, four, I can recite it and explain it to somebody else. That's not easy to do. You did that, and I watched you doing that, which was fantastic. Uh, uh, but rumor has it, he, you know, he started off DJing at the age of 13. So now we don't know if originally maybe he was trying to go up against Tiesto and some of those guys. We don't know what he was DJing. Down in Miami. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then from there, obviously, he's been with uh, CNN, success at CNN, success at Fox. I mean, he's been at both of them, right, CNN and Fox. And then obviously... On Media Network, The Blaze, if you go to their headquarters in Dallas, it is a behemoth headquarters, the former Paramount, right? Yeah, it's a Paramount lot. Beautiful lot that you got there. Fantastic. And then from there, you've written so many books. We were talking about a couple of the books that you and I, uh, when I was there at your museum, looking at the the special items that you have. At the same time, there's a documentary now available at TheBlaze.com, which we'll talk about today. We'll even show the intro, uh, uh, the uh, uh, commercial of a trailer of it at the end. It's called The Real Story of Colony Rich. We'll also talk about it. This is a Blaze original production. The link will be below, uh, both in the chat as well as the description for you to find and in the comment section. And his latest book, Dark Future, Uncovering the Great Reset's Terrifying Next Phase, which is available on Amazon. And it's kind of perfect timing because— you know, I'm sure you had a great time dinner with Klaus Schwab this week. Oh, I'm sure that was fantastic. I right? It.
0: I love him. He's like one kitty cat on his lap away from being a Bond villain. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. And with that but and he, with that accent, like imagine yeah, oh, him telling like a, a a good night a night a
0: nighttime
1: story to oh, his, oh, his kid. Yeah. Never mind yeah. the uh-huh. never mind the accent. How about the Star Wars suit that he wears? I
0: mean, I mean the guy really I mean, it's central casting. It's it's almost like who could we get that would be so villainous? That no one would believe when you said, no, the guy's a villain. They'd be like, please, <laughs> would he come like that if he was a villain? You would so own nothing and be happy. <laughs> yeah. I, Look I, at how it th- never the world. N-
3: never trust a man that pronounces the, the like the with the, yeah. the COVID. No, nope, I don't. <laughs> Next. You, don't the do bad God. God. you know That'll what do. the best
2: part, which we'll talk about today, <laughs> is, is? that a real he
3: outfit? Like the Look episode. at that. You, that. Know of,
1: you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me
3: That's of that. That's like pajamas. Go-
2: That's the yeah. pajamas he wore. That is Eyeswise Show. He's the guy Tom from Cruise Dune. Vibe. You're the guy
3: in Dune,
1: the new movie that yeah. just comes out of the liquid. That's him. I think Glenn's right. It's like a Bond villain. you remember? Do you expect me to talk, Goldfinger? No, <laughs> I expect you to die.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> him. That's,
0: That's Klaus That Klaus is v. him. <laughs> so yeah. we
2: got a lot of stories to go through. Let me first uh, set up the stories, and then we'll give you the campaign update, the most important campaign update going on with Manac between Adam, uh, Vinny, and Tom. It's getting very competitive craziness. Vinny broke a wait, record wait, wait. yesterday. Could
0: I, could I ask? Sure. I'm, I mean, I have built several uh, a very large you know, uh Wall Street traded companies just by doing advertising. How much is it worth for me to endorse one of you? I'm, I'm, just, saying, you. I mean, <laughs> you
2: I'm just saying. I mean it no, ain't twenty five bucks back, there's you know, no telling what Vinny would do hang on, hang to on. get your endorsement. Vinnie? But
0: it's <laughs> But wait, That is funny as hell. I mean, this is a blue card. It's I, not even a black I, I, card or it's a blue yeah, card. because he votes blue. And it's still That's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're at
2: Vinny's level. That's right. He went to Subway at lunch. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, here's some stories. Let me go through stories first. We're going to talk about the truth about what happened with Colin Colony Ridge, Texas. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's this conversation going on about, you know, what are the red marks on Trump's hands? The goal is to get to the bottom of this. There's different... Even... Who said he thinks it's syphilis? Who's the guy that said that? The uh, What's Carville. his name? James Carville? James Carville. I, mean, I think it's syphilis. They're no. really just looking for anything to put out there <laughs> for him not to be able to shake hands with voters. But we'll talk about that. Trump demands total presidential immunity, even for acts that cross the line. I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm. That's Rolling Stone. Nikki Haley uh, has a South Carolina problem. Her own home state is Trump County. So... Should she drop out before New Hampshire? Because if she loses no. to Trump in South Carolina, it is going to be absolutely embarrassing. We'll get your thoughts on yeah. that. DeSantis said something which was kind of interesting. He said he regrets early strategy of avoiding the media. I think somebody kept saying that for two or three months. I remember the guy. I don't know who the guy, guy I, 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 we'll the guy is. Maybe we'll talk about the guy. And some guy. A little bit today. Right. That's my always favorite right. story today, mm-hmm. but I can't wait to react that to that though. one. <laughs> Next, NATO warns. Of all-out war with Russia, the next twenty years. Again, sweet, nice, gentle message. RFK they Jr. Must need C- money. RFK Jr. sees an opening as uh, more Black voters uh, sour on Biden tyranny. Trump vows to block any Fed effort to launch digital currency. CBDC is something a lot of people are concerned Amen. about. Rand Paul consequences for Fauci should be jail. We'll get your thoughts on it. Laughable Heritage Foundation leader. Bashes World Economic Forum during Davos event. By the way, <laughs> I Javier Millet, when that. he gave the speech, it was in his own language. Mm-hmm. So you have to listen to the AI version translator. He's going to give this speech in English, and you're going to love what he says to their faces on why World Economic Forum is a problem. We'll talk about that. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Elections. The, Ready, folks? L- listen to this prediction here. You're talking about this. That's right. <laughs> the- Elections will soon be... A quaint relic of the past.
0: And <laughs> we can make that happen <laughs> right away. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need more. Like, and you so. will have no question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just but,
1: push this button. <laughs> yeah.
2: Biden's DOJ finally admits Hunter's, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. What? Chinese mm-hmm. media says Taiwan independence means war. Okay, now what does that mean? We'll talk about that. Representative Elise Stefanik. Gains ground in Trump running mate race. She's a killer. I love her. I love her. She's a beast when she was talking to Claudine Gay and all those, you know, so Mm -hmm. wonderful uh, folks at uh, Wharton and what's the other school I missed? There was Penn and there was Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. Bob Iger's paid doubles. Yeah, one good thing about capitalism is when you're running a business, if you do a shitty job, you go out of business or you don't make money. But if you run Disney Hmm. and you fire 7,000 employees, you lay Uh them off and you you produce bombs after bombs after bombs, you get a salary raise. And this Mm. raise is not a small one, it's a big one. Capitalism's changed a little bit, guys. I mean, this is good news for those that don't want to perform at the highest level. J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon also gets a raise. His salary is now roughly $36 million. Uh, We may have to put him on my neck to make some money, but we'll figure that part out. We need you. Why India isn't the new China. This is a WSJ story. And Mark Cuban, who has become such a wonderful, devout, loyal face of DEI, he's your neighbor,
0: Mm. mocks... Oh, but he's a libertarian. He's a libertarian. Yeah, he's He's a big Ayn Rand guy. I haven't found any libertarian in him, but he's a libertarian. But he is. Somewhere in there he is.
2: (laughs) He mocks Twitter X under Elon Musk as his little echo chamber while defending DEI, and then Spurs coach Greg Popovich claims woke ain't that bad. Now, before we get into these stories... (laughs) The race for Manek, real quick, uh, here's where it stands, guys. It's coming down to the wire. Adam, 216. This race is really between Tom and Vinny right now. Tom's at 377. Vinny is at 422. Oh. It, is a, it, is a, it is a close race. First to 500 wins the suit. Okay, $2,000 suit. This is an internal competition we're having within here. By the way, again, Manek had another record-breaking. We guys are asking questions and going out there asking questions from 510, 15 <laughs> different people. But... Last message here. Vinny, yeah. do you have a message to your voters before we wrap up? Adam, I, less than 30 seconds. Eat. Adam, go.
3: Who's I wrote to well, Glenn. See, Glenn is endorsing me, so I just want everybody to know. Jet, the, no, I, no, no, no. It
0: says, please endorse me. I, not speaking I English.
3: Um, <laughs> well, for everybody that's been out there, I mean, I can't. The, the, I have, I've had 120 minutes in the past 24 hours. I love all of you. I can't even bash. Adam's my boy. He's kind of, you know, he's a shark, but he's dead in the water. And Tom, I love the guy, but as we were walking in, he looked at me and he goes, All puppies are stupid. And he still doesn't care about dogs. I think he kicked him. He, and he said, he kicked, he, and he, and he, said he kicked Karina's dog. He kicked yeah. the dog. You know what he said? Guys, if you love dogs, I love the guy, but you can't vote for him. And he said, All dogs don't go to heaven. So if you love dogs, you can't vote for him. <laughs> Guys, get on my neck. Any question? Well, all, all I need is what? 80?
2: You need 78 to win. I need
3: 78 today, This Guys, can happen by the end of the it. podcast. And did a shot of uh, Mr. Glenn Rob,
2: Beck can you get back that, uh, the, the QR code so they can do that? Tom, do you have any <laughs> thoughts? Any thoughts?
1: Well, it's really tough to follow. Um, especially <laughs> Tom, there's a dog here crying. No, no, it's, it's tough to follow because, you know, I haven't really been really interested in this um, since committing to give everything that I win to charity because of cancer <laughs> diagnosis. <laughs> and I'm just, I've been preoccupied. No, in all seriousness, thank you for everybody that's been in on this. Minect is all about getting answers to you. You're looking for answers about business, about startups, about financing and things. I love the answers that are coming, the questions that are coming in, because it says that there's so many people in America that are trying to do what is uniquely American, use capitalism, liberty, and freedom to be your own boss and open something or do something. And it's not people that are out there trying to spend their kids' college fund on doing something. People are like, hey, I've got a side hustle going here and here. I just want to optimize it a little bit. And I am glad to help. And so all joking and everything aside, I love the fact – I love – what you've done because you've raised That's awareness Thank you. for a great app, Vinny. So I mean, minute, there's Tom's
2: QR code. Thank so you, go Tom. ahead and do that. But but so the truth that, is, t- Tom, Tom did you, kick do the dog. you you oh, will kill the dog anyway? You <laughs> <really> kill <kick> the <laughs> dog. <laughs> the dog, <laughs> Glenn, the, 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 the sub- was furious. Go ahead. Yeah. Just, I,
4: I want to say I'm really proud of what Vinny's doing these days. He's stepping into the business world. Vinny's been a comedian his whole life. He's a changed man. I'm very proud of this guy. Connect with him there. Tom is the man. If you need, like, we're getting great value by connecting with Tom on Minect. You know, I joke that I think he's sort of played with his currency like China out there and basically (laughs) devalued his currency. You're getting a great deal with him. But for me, I think we all know, Glenn, you'll appreciate this. It's a rigged system. They don't want me to win. We all know it. I'm the number one on the app the whole time. But the media, the fake news media, PBD, is implanting people. Anyway, uh, it's, I, it's, I, I'm rooting it's, for my guys. Well, it's really bizarre I didn't bizarre necessarily because win this one, but I'm going to be the first to 1,000. It's not even— You think one. you'll be the
2: first to 1,000?
4: I'm up 789 total to Tom 668. He's, okay. he's catching ground. Are you ground. willing to bet on this one? And then 525. you willing to bet on this one? You I bet? am, sir.
2: Oh, uh, Who are you going to bet? You're willing to bet on that. You're going to get to 1,000 before Pat, Tom.
4: Every time we have a situation, what's
2: the first thing say? Okay, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? Bet? Bet? What do you want to do, do?
4: I'm just— Listen, I'm here for the long-term vision. Well, so he's saying you I want, want to bet. get the ten thousand. Yes, I'm going to be the first. How about to we do
2: this? For once, yes. We go to dinner. You pay for dinner. For once. For once, you have? Have you ever really? paid dinner. for dinner? Shake
4: hands. You paid for dinner. Mm. Shake on it. Adam, we're
2: going to do this right now. Shake, what, did we
4: not just have lunch that I paid for the other day for I'm you? i no, for amazing. me. For listen. him.
2: For once we go out,
0: I pay Valet, that? you pay dinner. I want to get into this. Yeah, that Glenn, get like in If Glenn got on right now, yeah. he get get on. he'd be a 1000 in two seconds. I mean, first of all, first of all, I mean... That was really nice what you said about the boys but yeah. that's exact opposite of what you said before we went on the Yeah, yeah Weird, that's bad. a good point though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are <laughs> you <laughs> trying to person? tell me that media
2: only says <laughs> <laughs> the <Cameras> truth? <laughs> 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 on air? come on, Glenn. Okay. Okay, let's, now, get no, no. let's get into the stories. <clears throat> let's get into the stories. Let's get into the stories.
1: Adam has perfected it at dessert let's, at every Tom, dinner. Let's get grab into the, grab the appendix, stories. us run for parking lot. Let's
2: get into the stories. Those are the Okay, so let's go through some of these stories that we got. Let's start off with a subtle story and then we'll go to the big ones. DeSantis regrets early. Strategy of avoiding media. Rob, if you have this clip, if you can play it, he's being asked, I believe it's Hugh Hewitt, which, Glenn, you've worked with Hugh Hewitt for Mm -hmm. many years. He's asking, you know, what could you have done differently? And I respect the fact that he was being honest. Go ahead and play this clip on what DeSantis said about his campaign.
5: Uh, You deployed in Iraq with the SEALs as their legal advisor. You know they do a hot wash after every mission. You've been at this for a year and a half now. What errors did you make that you're willing to say, I shouldn't have done this, but I'm going to correct it going forward and I'm going to do well in March?
0: Well, look, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, we uh, presidential campaigns are a lot about, about media. Like, you know, I spent a lot of time on the ground in Iowa, and, and it's good. And when you meet people, you convert them. But there's just so many voters out there that you got to do. And I came in. Uh, not really doing as much media.
5: Um, I should have just been blanketing. I should have gone on all the corporate sh- shows. I should have gone on everything. I started doing that as we got into the end of the summer, um, and we did it. But we had an opportunity, I think, to come out of the gate and do that and reach a much broader folks.
0: Now great. I'm that's everywhere. I mean, I'll show up uh, wherever. No. wherever. No, uh, when i committed totally to, late, to do the debate tonight on WMUR and ABC in New Hampshire. I'm the only one that was uh, that's willing You're to debate. Stop it right there,
2: Glenn, you've been around for a while. What what do you think? I mean, first
0: but- of all, I like Desantis. I, I like him. same I like here yeah, too. I like yeah. him a lot. Um, uh, but he didn't have a chance from the get go. As soon as they indicted Trump, it was over. There is a uh, a feeling in the country that guy's getting screwed, and if you like Trump, you also like Desantis. I hated the fact that they were bl- blasting each other back and forth. Um, but if you're going to vote for Trump, you know, your second guy is probably DeSantis. So with everybody running to Trump, he could have been, you know, doing naked interviews with everybody on the planet and it wouldn't have changed anything. So even a naked interview wouldn't have helped. I don't think I've <laughs> seen disagree. him.
4: Would have been... have you seen... <laughs> I just That would have been must see so, okay. Yeah. So well,
0: <laughs>
2: let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So. To me, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm only looking at it from a strategy standpoint, right? Strategy standpoint, you know, whenever you lose, we've all lost. One of the things you do when you lose, you debrief, okay? And when you debrief, you're hoping the people that are willing to be honest with each other in a room, that, this doesn't need to be publicly, but when you mm-hmm. sit down and honestly have the conversation, and you'll say, okay, guys, number one, we spend way too much money on or We spend way too much money here. We spend too little money here. We hired the wrong consultants four different times. We chased it in a complete different way. You know, like building an insurance business, you can be a great salesperson, but maybe you're a terrible sales leader. So, so what helped you become a great salesperson doesn't help you become a great sales leader. You can be great and well-known in a city because you're connected to the big church and you're connected to the you know whatever games that's going on or country club, but you're not going to be good in a county. You may be good in a county, but not in a state. You may be good in a state, but not in a region. You may be good in a region, but not nationally. Running for president is
0: a very different strategy than running for governor. Yeah, right? This is the Coke Pepsi challenge. If you blindfold people, most people say Pepsi is better than Coke. Okay. But everybody does Coke. Okay. Um, he's, he might be Pepsi to Trump's Coke people are once they indicted donald trump it was sealed you think it's it it? over yes the the democrats by persecuting that guy here's the thing that people i don't think really understand I, except they do internally for them But when you're looking at the race, they don't really understand the more rocks you throw at Donald Trump, the more rocks I feel. This is what the average person feels. I feel hitting me in the head. If they're willing to do this to a guy who is the first guy that actually will stand up for the common man. He doesn't give a flying crap about the press. He doesn't have the political consultants Mm -hmm. that are going to bend him anyway. He's just not going to do it. And he... I believe he actually likes the people in the center of the country, okay? He's the only guy who has been speaking relatively honest to them. I mean, you know, you have to there is no honesty with Donald Trump in some ways, you know, you just take it for what it is. Yeah. But he has he has tried to do his best in this is the I think what people feel. He's tried to do his best, he has made more changes in significant ways than probably the last four presidents combined he's done what he said for the most part and he gets kicked in the head and the more they kick him in the head they put him into jail you're going to see his numbers go through the roof
4: where are you at on trump these days by the way Meaning I think in 2016, I don't want to put words in. Your
0: I don't mouth. want to do that. I don't wanna oh, that, that
2: means we're moving from the story. Oh, we're Let's not stay on the Santos. No, no, We're staying on DeSantis. So I wanna wrap this up with DeSantis, and I wanna come back to you to get your thoughts on DeSantis. So do do you, Tom, do you see something with DeSantis when you're hearing a story like this about him saying we could have started earlier, we could have done this earlier, we could have done this. Regardless of whether it would have helped him or not, what do you think could have been different in the way he would have campaigned? Is it messaging? Is it listening to consultants? Is it, you know, who do I take counsel from? Who do I take advice from? Because am I running for 2024? Am I running for 2028? Where would you have said? Because on day one, Tom, when we started, you were Team DeSantis. When we sat here and we had the call, let's face it. And by the way, not just you were Team DeSantis. A lot of people were Team DeSantis, right? With this is going to be the guy we can get behind because the drama doesn't come with it. That's what the DeSantis party would typically say, community would say. What do you see as somebody that you supported, that the momentum didn't end up happening? What do you think he could have done differently?
1: So, first of all, um, I I look at and I listen to what he just said there in that interview with Hugh Hewitt, and I see a head coach at the microphone in a losing locker room. That's what it sounds like. Well, we could have done this, could have done that, and he's trying to keep a brave face. At the very beginning, before Trump was indicted, I believe that if he emerged and ran on his record of all the things he had done in Florida, Mm -hmm. that he stood up to COVID, he kept things open, he stood up to Disney and corporate special interest on the taxing. You have to remember what all those chapters look like. And I thought, wow, if he takes that to a national stage, that is a very strong, sellable, I'm here to, to fix things for you and to make a better place for you very believably. And we had just seen the sweep election where he actually, with the help of Mayor Suarez, had flipped Dade County. And so I said, I felt like that's very sellable. Point two, you asked me, I think this was a poorly run campaign. I think it was an establishment campaign with establishment consultants and establishment techniques, and he never got eye-to-eye with the common guy. He never went on... I mean, look at... Why was... Why was Obama on Facebook? Because it reached voters, and it was a new medium, and I'm going to do anything I can to reach everyone I can because I'm running against Hillary, who's this massive, you know, political incumbent force. She's not the incumbent president, but I'm saying this established force. And DeSantis just ran an establishment campaign and didn't take advantage of podcasts or all the other things. It disappointed me the way the campaign was run from the beginning. And I agree with you. The minute they indicted Donald Trump, even people that liked DeSantis are going to come back and go, I can't believe they're
0: doing this. And, and it, then all the oxygen comes out of the room. It also becomes inevitable because I, I, the temperature is different in the room than it was at the beginning of the campaign. I knew a lot of people that were like, I'm just so done with Donald Trump. I love Trump. I love what he did. But can we move on, please? It's all this back and forth circus. A lot of people I knew felt that way. They wanted DeSantis. But as soon as it became inevitable, soon as soon as it starts to catch up and everybody starts jumping on and going, you know, they're screwing him. You kind of feel that way. Yeah, they are screwing him and it begins to look inevitable, you're on, the boor- you're on board because you want to win. Yeah, so, so for—you for, uh, uh, wanted to yeah, I just something. want to say yeah. one
4: thing about DeSantis. The more and more I look at it, it's actually become completely obvious because the Republican Party has changed tremendously since 2015 when Trump entered the race to where it is now. It is no longer the Republican Party of old. You know about this probably more than anyone, Glenn Beck. It is now the MAGA Party. What do I mean? We predicted that Ron DeSantis was going to do well in preseason. This is my second, that's why they play the game reference. We all all preseason this, preseason that. We all know what happens in preseason. It's all speculation. It's all hypothetical. Then they play the game. Then they actually have to get up on stage and give speeches and draw crowds. But he and didn't.
0: DeSantis ain't that dude. And it's the smartest thing Donald but Trump has Trump ever done. Trump didn't have to because
4: yeah. he's already, I've seen all of the reruns. I've seen all this stuff. He still does stuff. Here's what I do know from 2015, 2016 to now. The Republican Party at this current moment is not voting for anybody that doesn't have the it factor. The people that will go up there and be like, fuck all of you. Here's the deal. Why do you think the Republicans coalesced around Vivek? Nobody heard of Vivek nine months ago. He's got the it factor. Kerry Lake has it as well. Nobody has it more than Donald Trump. Look at all the losers who are supposed to be the next yep. people up—the Jeb Bushes of the world, the Marco Rubios of the world, the Scott Walkers of the world, the the Huckabee's of the world—none of them have the I... it factor. Ron DeSantis is Jeb Bush literally
0: the governor of Florida right. 2.0 with zero it Do you agree not. with that? It, kind of. Uh, I mean his record is so good. He's, you know, he's a boring guy, but I don't mind boring. I'm not I'm, I'm not
4: But the Republican party does.
0: Yes. Um, the the uh, the guy who I thought would do better. I didn't think he would be the nominee, but I thought he would do at least twice as, as well as he did as Vivek. Vivek Ramaswamy is, I think he has a very bright future. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he is spot on. He's never confused. He's such clear thinker, mm-hmm. so rapid, doesn't take any crap. He is Donald Trump, uh, except he's with a photographic memory.
2: That's what he Literally with he, a photographic yeah. memory. I'll give my thoughts on DeSantis here. And by the way, it's so funny, Rob, can you go to Twitter? So the other day I at uh, mar uh, Marlago. lago We're shooting a video for an event that's mm-hmm. coming up. And then afterwards, on the way back, I feel like getting a hot dog. So I get the hot dog. So we posted this guy. video yesterday, and we showed it to him when we posted this video. I don't want to show it. You can play the video again. It's just me getting a hot dog at Seven Eleven. See, this is a dream. When you make money, you get to afford to buy some <laughs> so high-end type of food. And no, I nothing want more says more it. high-end than hot dogs at Seven Eleven. I posted this if you've video you know at 7-Eleven. And, then and here's Eric. An okay. Ten Ten so guess bunnies. what he does? Vivek <laughs> oh, retweets it. it. You can pause that, Rob. Vivek retweets it, and look what he posts. What does he put he on it? He retweets it. Zoom in a little bit, Rob. He retweets and says, thank you for coming, and don't forget to grab a Slurpee. Sense of humor. And by the way, look how many views it gets. Go down and see how many. How many right. 8.9 but, million views.
4: But people did tell him why he said that. But the, because of the because Babylon B. Because of bee. the
2: Babylon B. story about making fun of the fact that uh, President Trump's going to hire him to run the 7-Eleven at the White House. And then someone at really? the bottom says, it took a... Indian and an Iranian to get people to realize we can laugh at ourselves, yeah. get over it, yeah. right? And move on. But this is the point I want to give about DeSantis, okay? Totally agree with Vivek, super talented. DeSantis, this, 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 the part two things started too late at the beginning. He already thought it was going to be handed to him. They walked in like they're going to be president. His camp talk to you. As if you're already talking to the presidential wow, good point. campaign. I'm yeah. like, I would talk to, I'm like, dude, I'm disgusted with the way I talk to the team. They all spoke to you like they're they're like this, yeah. right? And a guy wrote a paper the other day with uh, what paper was it that he said I was in a room with 26 Spectator. other people, I don't want to say the name and all this other stuff. Spectator, and they explained the fact of what it was like in the room that he disagreed, that's not the right approach to take. That's one thing. They felt from day one he's gonna be president. Number two, started too late. Number three. He didn't promote his book at all. Number four, which is the one thing that I think is, is, a, is a big mistake. In his book, he gives credit to Trump. I'm convinced he didn't want to promote the book because in the book he gives too much credit to Trump. Uh-huh. And maybe that changed with the campaign after they hired a consultant. They said, don't worry about it. Let's not promote the book anymore. So you know what happened? Here's the last one. Here's a guy that tweets for you a couple times, endorses you, and helps you become a governor. You win by 34,000 votes. Second time, you win by one and a half million votes. Everybody in your circle says you don't need Trump anymore. Mm. I asked him, Did you call Trump? Why would I call Trump? I don't need to call Trump. Did you call him and have a visit with him? Why would I call him? Why wouldn't you call him? What do you mean, why would I call him? It's, what, basic, what, decency. it's basic decency to just go to Mar-a-Lago and say, Hey, President, I appreciate the tweets. I'm thinking about running. Great word. Thinking. I would like to get yeah. your blessing and your thoughts. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Then he is going to be saying what? Wow. The fact that you came and asked me, that means you're coming from what kind of an approach?
0: A respectful fact, approach. I believe Vivek did that.
2: No, but we're talking the same. I, oh, this no, year. I know that. I and, know that. And
0: by the way. But notice the difference. But, but here's yeah, the thing, exactly. though. Yeah.
2: Guess who didn't need to do that? Vivek didn't In fact, need to right, do that. right. DeSantis, because Trump's not done anything for Vivek directly because Vivek has not needed anything for DeSantis called for help. If he would have gone and had that small little meeting with Trump and he would have had that, could have been a little bit different. So Stephen A. Smith, when I'm interviewing him, this is uh, six years ago. I'm with him in Connecticut. I said, Stephen A., sometimes I wonder when you guys are trashing people or you're calling players out, some of these guys are your friends and maybe you don't go too hard on them, Magic Johnson all these other guys. He says, I understand what you're saying. He says, it's fair. I'm good friends with Magic, and I'm good friends with some of these players. He says, but sometimes if I'm going to go on on a player, guess what I tell him? Don't watch tomorrow's show.
6: Mm.
2: I'll call him, and I'll tell him, tomorrow I'm doing my job, which is calling out players that didn't perform.
0: Skip tomorrow's shows because I'm going to call you out. Donald Donald Trump plays hardball (laughs) no matter what you say. I fully agree. If he's – He's there to win. I agree. And he will he, – I mean, he'll hug you after he's, you know, destroyed or, orchestrated a car wreck where you and your family are on fire. <laughs> he'll put a blanket around you and go, hey, no hard feelings. Either way. If but he'll, you, do for he'll,
2: he'll do it.
1: Hillary will <laughs> just be if, sure you're dead. If, yeah.
2: you, if you know that, if you know that, then the advisors to DeSantis and himself – Made the wrong move at the beginning stages. Yeah. You didn't and, go on the I podcast. Still, I you were still, too above everybody.
3: And this is just me, Glenn. Yeah. I just feel in my heart, because I'm watching this from, you know, all different angles. I still genuinely don't. I think his wife, I think Casey was, I don't think he 100% wanted to run. I think somebody was in his ear. His wife was like, you can do it. You could run. You could go for it. And then he did. Because if you think about it, Glenn, if he just waited, if he just waited, and all this is happening with Trump and just kind of waited, you know, supported him and and, and chilled out. Maybe he could have even been a vice president selection. We don't know.
0: Yeah. And I will tell you this. Let's watch what happens in uh, 2028, because I think if he runs again in 2028 and Trump is not in the lineup, I think his whole trajectory is different. You think so? Yeah, I, I, I do. More than Vivek? It depends on what Vivek does. In this next couple of years. I, by the way, I am so
2: in line with you on, on that because truly, so much can change so quickly <laughs> that no, and especially with a Trump, because all you know is Trump could all of a sudden within three weeks fires Vivek. Yeah. Vivek could get a job, and then Vivek all of a sudden, you know, is like Anthony, you know, Scaramucci, Scaramucci is like, well, pres- there, yeah. the president is this, the president we, is that, and then all of a sudden he flips line, on him yeah. and is like, I can't believe you fired me within seven eleven, whatever the day was.
4: I want to agree with Vinny just for one second. Um, you talked about the wife. I don't even think it's necessarily the wife. I'm sure there was a part of that. But it's the handlers. It's the team. You know, they famously say that culture beats strategy for breakfast. Mm -hmm. He had all the strategy. We saw, speaking of great teaching, Glenn Beck, we saw the whiteboard approach at the governor's mansion in Tallahassee. Yeah. he was nice enough to invite us there. We sat there. It was a small room. And the, the strategist came out. And, Pat, did he not just... Lay out exactly how they're gonna win. We're not gonna run from the left because you can't beat them from the left. Yeah. Gotta beat them from the right. We're gonna do this by this. Yeah. There's gonna be thirty yeah. percent of the voters here. We know that Trump's got thirty three percent. We can get the fifty-two percent. Like we're like, okay, let's see what happens here. Yeah. And then they started the race. Yep. And he tripped, he fumbled, the literal like failure to launch on Twitter. Yep. And it's just the, the ratings have been down and down and down and down and down. Yep. Culture, which part whether you like Trump or not, he's part of the
3: culture and the fabric of America. Yep. Where the DeSantis a strategy, but but, hold but you water. nailed it too because, and, because in all retrospect, if he just waited and supported Trump, imagine that like and learn for this next four years, if yeah. God willing, they let him come in, Glenn, and learn how to do
0: that. It, I mean, yeah. you, I, you, I tell you, last week Donald Trump called me and he said, uh, "Any advice?" on who I should pick for vice president. Oh, really? What, wow. Who do you think? Not that he, I mean, he's probably calling everyone. But
4: well, that's great that. that you're on that yeah, list. And
0: so he said, who do you think? And I said, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but this is the day, I think it was the day he trashed Vivek. And I uh-huh. said, Vivek. Um, and he said, why do you say that? He said, that's the number one response from everybody I've asked wow. that question. And I, he said, why do you say that? And I said, "A." He can defend you. He's right in your pocket. And while you're defending this, he's watching your back defending this. I said, also, um, I think he's some of his ideas are really, really good. He connects with the youth, which now the latest uh, of 18 to 24-year-olds that voted for Biden, they're not voting for Biden. Mm -hmm. But they won't vote for Donald Trump yet. So... You get that lower vote, the people that are excited about, hey, something fresh and different. And then in 2028, when you can no longer run, you continue for another eight years Mm -hmm. and you get the credit for bringing this new, fresh face in. I said, I I just think you become legendary. And what did he say to that? Well, (laughs) we'll see. Yeah. I actually the more and more and more I think about it having spent
4: countless amount of time with Vivek, absolute stud. <laughs> I could see it, man. I I could see it. What I
3: do think, you guys think? Could you see that? I don't I think both <laughs> self-identify as women for the inauguration to be the first <laughs> woman. I mean, that would be the funniest thing what, what ever. What do you what
2: do you think about Tulsi?
0: I like Tulsi. I like her a lot. Um I don't think she helps uh Donald Trump. Maybe she helps with the left, but you know, or with the Democrats, not the left, but maybe she helps Um, I think knowing Donald Trump, uh, especially the Donald Trump of 2016, I think that's the move he'd like to make. I think he'd, well, a a Democrat, somebody that is not normal. I think he really has a true desire to come together. And I think he believes we can come together. um, Just like after he wrecks somebody and then (laughs) destroys them. He's like, hey, buddy. How I, you yeah. know, you're like, I, I'm i a wreck <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, I'm on fire. Glenn, yeah, thanks. 12, 12, if, 12%, if 12% of America
2: run elections, right? And, and I know people say it's not really 12, it's more like 40,000 or 70,000 different counties and all this. So let's just say the 10 to 12% libertarian independents that are like, dude, I can't do Trump. Yes. But I, you know what? Tulsi? Really? Okay, so you know how Trump strategically picked Pence, mm-hmm. and yeah. Pence brought the Christian. Yeah, it's like Eventilite. okay, that guy is a you know easygoing guy, Christian man, boys, Indiana. You know all this stuff. Okay, we're not worried about him, but at least he's going to be in his ear to make sure God, you know, all this stuff is going to. So the Independents are going to be like, look, man, I'm I'm telling you, I'm sitting this one out. I'm not voting for I'm not voting for you know the left, and I'm not voting for Trump. I want to sit this one out. Now they're going to be like. Whoa, Tulsi, interesting. So she can bring some of those ideas. Maybe Trump's going to be open to some of the libertarian and independent ideas. Strategically speaking, if you're a strategist, do you think it's more important to hire someone as a VP that's going to replace you the next eight years? Or do you think it's better to hire someone as a VP that's going to help you win today and the people you need to win today today? is the independent voters and the libertarian voters like a Joe Rogan or an Elon Musk that would be willing to have her to do a live, Elon Musk does a live with her or spaces with her, it's like, hey, the vice president, da-da-da-da-da, and hey, Joe Rogan, da, da. man, those, could be, you know what, I'm not going to vote for Trump, but she sells it as, look, guys, I also was like you at one point, but here's where I'm at. Let me explain to you why. It took me four years to learn what Biden did, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So do you see I, that? I do see that, and that's why I would pick Vivek, uh, because Vivek could get on Joe Rogan and just hammer it hammer it through um but it is the vice president anything could happen i do i i if i were president i would never pick somebody like kennedy picked johnson johnson you know johnson's the go. guy that i know well, he but, had to right? i know yeah. but he's the guy who stopped the civil rights act in 1959 oh, sure. okay he he was a racist till the day he died. But some say Kennedy wouldn't have won without Johnson. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So, but can you find something closer to you? Now, maybe maybe Tulsi is, is close, but um, I think there's enough conservatives as well that, you know, when you hear Trump say things like, uh, you know, we're not going to cut any of the entitlements. Have you seen the debt? <laughs> OK, we're we're not a expanding country. You can take on debt as long as you're expanding and growing and getting bigger. We're getting smaller. Yep. And you can't continue to take on this debt. And so when you when you hear things like that, I as a conservative, I'm afraid he'll spend just as much as uh, Joe Biden will. And the Republicans will go li- right along with him. And if you put somebody in that I don't know is rock solid on basic principles of our Constitution, and I think, I think I'm comfortable enough with Tulsi to be able to say, I think she's pretty solid on the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. You don't, you don't, want, you don't want somebody who differs with you on that.
2: Let me ask the question. Let me ask the question, let, let ask the question and maybe in a different way here. So – which sport do you like the most? What's your sport? Like, what do you watch? You're not uh, a sports guy. F- football. I'm not really a sports guy. Okay, let's just say let's just say it's football, right? Okay, so say you got somebody that runs a four forty. Let's just say four three forty. Adam, you can participate in this one here. Say, a person runs a four 40 They're six one, hundred ninety five pounds, and they bench two twenty five at the combine, twenty two times. Stud. Fast, can jump high, 38-inch vertical leap. And coach comes in. And they're like, look, this guy's a decent wide receiver. He's a 7.5, but he's not an 8. But well, he just ran a 4 to 8 and a 40, okay? He can jump 38 inches, okay? He can bench 22 times, two plates. The guy's got an incredible personality, great attitude, smart as hell, great locker room guy but he's not a full-on wide receiver in his entire career. He's played wide receiver, but he can outrun everybody. What do we do with him? As a team GM, you know, coach, you could say, well, let's test him out to see if we can train him to be a cornerback. Let's see if we can put him over here. Can we put him at this? Can we put him at slot? Can we put him at this? Maybe we put him punt return and you work on him for two years. And that's Maybe put him kickoff return because he's so versatile, right? Do you think Vivek is versatile enough for him to be able to position him in a different place to still enforce oh, yeah. and do his part,
0: yet put Tulsi oh, in a VP position. I just, I you don't I, see it. I don't see it. I think it's a move that Donald Trump would like to do because it's way out of the box. I think people would respond to it. I'm just, am uh, just concerned about, you know, Trump is not Mister Constitution, and so I would like Mister or Mrs. Constitution on board. With Donald Trump. You would like. I would like. But but that's
2: not that question, though. There's a difference between what you and I will like versus what's going to win, right? So the question is winning, putting to Never as,
0: it, violate your principles,
2: though. For I, something. No, but and that's why you get to choose to vote whatever way you want to vote. Right. You, so you and I vote the way we want to vote, and Correct. the vote could be I'm out, I'm in, I'll endorse, right. I'm going to be quiet, but I'll <laughs> yeah. vote, right? yeah. What I'm asking here is more the LBJ, John F. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's the perfect example, yeah. right? And you just want to make sure this person's not going to end up killing, yeah? Because that's neither one of those people or those types of ambitious, crazy, wild Lyndon Johnson yeah. type of people. And again, I'm purely speculating, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've all read the books. We know what the mistress said on the side. So, going back to it, percentage odds, uh, Rob. Can you run? Matter of fact, I'm going to run a poll, and I'm going to run who would help President Trump—I'm going to run it on Twitter as well right now—run a poll to see who would be more helpful for Trump winning as a VP, Tulsi and Vivek. And I would be so curious to know what the audience is going to say, especially now because they've heard both sides of the argument, yeah. because I think both of them are rock stars.
0: Oh, I do too. I would if, if I were Donald Trump, I don't necessarily know I would name my VP right now, but I would look to Tulsi and I would look to Vivek and I would say, Tulsi— you want to be the uh, Secretary of Defense. Uh, Vivek, you want to be Treasury Secretary. And I'd put him out on the road, and I'd find these really unique people. Remember, George Bush, he had um, people freaking out that he was, you know, just a playboy and, and didn't know what he was doing. And so that's when he got Colin Powell and Dick Cheney, and they went out. He put the team in front of him. I think, yeah, I think if Donald Trump would assemble a young, vigorous, next generation uh, team that could go out and campaign for him and say, we're the team, we're the team, I think you'd change everything. So, okay, so then I I would say this last
2: thing and then I want to go to our sponsor real quick. So here's what I would say. I think what's important is. You know, the way we built the insurance company, I'll never forget. One day, Meral and I, she I hired her 14 years ago, 13. She used to be my a banker at WAMU back in the days. Remember, before well, Chase, Womble. it was WAMU and WAMU had all these different regional mm-hmm. places. Wow. wow. And I brought her in, UCLA grad, MBA, smart as hell. And one day, I say, Look, she says, Pat, I want to be a C suite. So I totally get it. I said, But first, you need to report to a C suite before you can be a C suite. Mm-hmm. And she says, Ah, I would like to report to you for as long as I can. I don't want to report to anybody else. I said, listen, are you willing to do whatever it takes to fulfill the vision? Is it vision or is it career? Which one's more important? Hmm. She says, I believe in the vision. If you believe in the vision, you got to trust me. If you trust me, you report to a C-suite executive that's going to help you become a better executive. Then eventually you'll be an executive. She goes under a CFO, and he teaches her a lot. He was a phenomenal Very good for. Then she goes and takes a different position, and she learns under a different executive while she's working with me. And then eventually she becomes a president of the insurance company, youngest female president of an insurance company our size that we're doing, crushing it, right? And she's done a great job. I think it's very important for Tulsi and Vivek to hear this. Both of them are very ambitious. Both of them are very smart. Both of them are very creative. Both of them are very calling. Sorry, that's— no, the it's yours? your phone. It's I somewhere. Uh,
0: here's some, about Taco Bell. Oh, do I have it uh, behind?
2: Uh, we here? just learned Glenn's <laughs> uh, uh, ringtone, by the way. No,
0: do I have to bring my...
2: It has to be on It's It's on you. A, so... I don't have a phone. So... Is it your,
0: oh, is no. it that? Is it oh, your, it's the iPad. It's right okay. there. Oh, I'm sorry. Got it. It's all good.
4: Glenn, don't worry. You're Glenn sorry Beck. Sorry about that. Yeah. Even Glenn Beck makes mistakes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's, here's what I was saying. Probably China. If, don't worry.
2: If by any chance, uh, Vivek and Tulsi are listening, I think it's important for both of them who are very competitive, very ambitious, very driven to put America before whatever job they're going to get. Both of them would want to be the VP. If they're about America, Let the administration decide what job you would have.
3: And do you see that in them? Do you see see that they? I see it in both of them. I do too. Because
2: I think both of them are gangsters. Yep. (laughs) In my definition of a gangster, I mean a political gangster, which is what you need today to go against the enemy. If you don't have a political gangster, this is not the job for you. I agree. I agree. So this is not going to be four years of everybody writing nice things about you. The fact that you're. The greatest VP of all time. They're going to be trashing you for four straight years in front of your family.
1: I think this election, something very interesting (laughs) has happened because we we were all talking about this. The VP used to be, what state do I need to carry? And I do a deal making to see if I can add to my probability of winning. Then you went to an era where the VP was sort of meaningless, but then we get picked on. Remember how they tried to undermine Bush Sr. with Dan Quayle? He's a heartbeat from the presidency, yeah. and they used to play that card, but people didn't see particular succession risk with with George W. Bush Sr., Herbert Walker Bush, and so they didn't worry about it. Today, there is more discussion because you have, an, what's it going to be, an 82-year-old and a 78-year-old running? Yeah. There's more discussion about succession saying, wow, the VP really freaking matters, and what they stand for matters because it's a platform for the future. I think we're finally at a point after probably 40 years here that there's some real honest discussion going on. And I think it's healthy for America about what that VP means and what do you, where do you think they Can would you, go next,
0: to your point. I, I, think, I think you're exactly right. And I think that's the VP that people should be talking about. We, there's no way— that Joe Biden makes it another four years with his faculties. He'll be, you know, he'll be slurping soup out of, (laughs) you know, uh, uh, a a sippy cup, probably the first year in. So you say that doesn't happen now? I know. Um, And Kamala Harris would be a nightmare. I mean, all of our enemies would go, are you kidding me? So how are you going to elect Joe Biden when you know it's going to be Kamala? And he can't replace Kamala. Yeah. yeah. He, can't. he can't. Yeah. And can he you can't. imagine Vivek on stage debating By
4: the way, Kamala up. Oh, how much up. he would destroy
2: 3544 her? 3,544 votes yeah. so far, 69% Vivek, 31% Tulsi. But with that being said, let's go to our sponsor, Rob. Let's go to the sponsor. We'll come back for the next stories. So look, I've been in the financial industry since 9-11, the day before 9-11, and I've owned stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, crypto, gold, you name it, I've owned it. But the one thing that's very important part of my portfolio all these years is gold. I love having a percentage of my net worth in gold that I have access to in case of many different things. That's why we chose to work with our new sponsor, American Hartford Gold. If you have retirement funds that you cannot afford to lose, American Hartford Gold will ship physical gold or silver directly to your door. Also, if you have retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold, a precious metal dealer you can trust. They have the finest products, amazing customer service, and a buyback commitment. They've earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Tell them I sent you, and they'll send you up to $5,000 worth of free silver on your first order. So click on the link in the description or call 866-939-6984. Again, 866-939-6984. Tom, we are officially live. Tom, Tom, we're officially live. I don't want you to, you know... Tom's making a massive bet on a game of you know, say this something weekend. Nice. No, 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 he was going to say who to fight for. Sean Strickland, and I <laughs> didn't want Tom to get into yeah. a fight at the UFC. So, okay, next story. Nikki Haley, okay, has a South Carolina problem. Her home state is Trump County. This is a Wall Street Journal country. story. Country, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wall Street, uh, 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 Trump country. Yes, yeah, so here we go. Nikki Haley faces a significant challenge in her home state of South Carolina, where Donald Trump is the front runner. Polls show Trump leading by 30 percent, 30 points in South Carolina, with Haley garnering around 20 percent support. South Carolina representative Nancy Mace explains South Carolina likes Nikki Haley, but South Carolina loves Donald. What a bad line for Nikki. South Carolina likes Nikki Haley. But South Carolina loves Donald Trump. Despite Haley's deep ties to South Carolina, Trump has garnered more endorsements in the state, including Governor Henry McMaster's support. Trump previously won South Carolina in 2016 primary and continues to lead in local polls. Some allies have urged Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, another candidate, to drop out of the race. But he remains determined, and his campaign argues that Haley will exit the race after failing to win her home state. Beck, Glenn, what do you think about the story?
0: Uh, I think the people voting for Nikki Haley are not uh, ones that are going to vote for Ron DeSantis or uh, Donald Trump. So um, I, I think those are... I mean, she's... Look, I like Nikki. She was a Tea Party person. Um, you know, I was there at the beginning with her. Um, but I think either her strategy or her values uh, are awry right now. The The thing she's saying about war... I mean, I used to be a guy who used to believe, you know, we go in there, we kick some ass, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that anymore. I think we are involved in everybody's business. I think the America that I thought we were overseas, I'm not sure that, I mean, you can't torture people, say, we're not going to torture a ghost plane you to Egypt, and expect the Egyptians to think we're the beacon of liberty. Mm-hmm. So we've destroyed all of that. Um, this Ukraine thing is an absolute nightmare. Uh, I mean, you could be looking at end of days kind of stuff with Iran and uh, Israel. I don't want to be involved in any of these things. Uh, and Nikki is saying, we've got to go in there and we've got to take out you know Vladimir Putin. And, and, and then what? <laughs> yeah. Then who replaces him? You know that's not our business and I don't think I'm all for when a little guy is being beaten up. You know, stop bullies. And B- Putin is a very bad guy. He is a stone-cold killer. However, um I'm not so sure Ukraine is a really good friend. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean that's like I can't be a part of your mafia. Uh, club, I'm going to be a part of this mafia club. No, thank you. Tom. Yeah. Uh, do you think she's done? Do you think, like, if if you
2: know and you're an advisor inside and you're saying, Nicky, if you lose South Carolina, it's over. it's over. Do you advise her to leave before New Hampshire or do New Hampshire, get second place, and then step out? Because, by the way, if you do New Hampshire second place, you're kind of saying we have a chance. But if you go to South Carolina you get destroyed – you may permanently be done for a few years and not just this election.
1: Well, I think that's what's about to happen. We've been following these polls for a while. And first of all, you just got to look at the raw numbers. The best polling I've seen from anywhere um, in South Carolina has DeSantis at six points. So if DeSantis leaves and they all mysteriously go to Haley, she is still five runs behind in the bottom of the ninth to Donald Trump in South Carolina. And in terms of dog years, New Hampshire is in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. New Hampshire literally is like in 10 minutes. Uh, and so it's hard to pull everything of the machinery out. I think they play it out, but she's going to go down to South Carolina and get destroyed where she doesn't even have the su- support of the successor governor from her own party. So it's like, go figure this out.
2: Adam, what do you think you
4: so look here? Here's my predictions right now. Here's what's going to happen as of Tuesday. So today's Friday, so enjoy the weekend, everybody. As of Tuesday, Ron DeSantis is going to finish in a very distant third. He's polling not even close in New Hampshire. He's going to drop out within one week.
0: DeSantis. He should DeSantis. drop out now. Right now. He's
4: going he's to enjoy the weekend, his last weekend, running for the president. Ron DeSantis, you heard it here, and he's going to drop out as of Tuesday. He's got no path to the presidency whatsoever. If he can continue to somehow raise money mm. and people just want to still fund a non-existent campaign, he'll take the money. Do you think he starts d- wearing flip-flops
3: or he stays He'll, he'll be
4: flip-flopping, all right, okay. for sure. Haley's got a chance here. It's 49 Trump, 34 essentially Haley. She's going to give a, a blitzkrieg in New Hampshire. She's still going to finish second. And then she's going to have some decisions to make. Now, the, the South Carolina primary is not till February 24th. She has one month to see how this how the chips fall. If DeSantis drops out and somehow she takes his 20 percent, whatever he's at these days, Fun, and she can happen. kind of put 6%. No, I'm just saying nationally. Yeah, yeah. Won't happen. Yeah, that, won't happen. I'm just I'm, guys. I'm he's, giving you you're, a path to speculating. Nick. Speculating. <laughs> I'm just saying, speculating. I don't think that she's going to drop out until the South Carolina race. And I then, think she's going to see it through. Yeah. She's raised how many how many millions? hundred million dollars plus, whatever yeah. the number is. She's got the money to last another month, and then clarity is going to set in for everybody. And it's going to become abundantly obvious that this is the Trump party, no matter what type of side deal that Vivek presented or uh, gave his opinion on that Ron was going to be Nikki's VP. I don't None of that. It's not going to happen. This is the Trump party, guys, like it or not, and everyone else
0: is dropping out within the next three days or 30 days. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be a VP and you're Ron DeSantis... It isn't Nikki. It's Trump that you should be the VP. But he's not a VP guy. He wants to be the leader. The best thing he can do is and and I'm split on this. But if you look at it, if you look at careers, Nikki Haley, if she is destroyed by Donald Trump in her home state, Mm -hmm. she becomes as effective as Walter Mondale. You want to run again? No, thank you. We've seen that show. Mm -hmm. She can't win her own state. That's bad.
4: But but you're acting as if she drops out before she actually plays in the game, that that helps her at all anyway. Meaning, like, whether she drops out or whether she loses, we get it. Trump's the guy. It's not you, Nikki. You, you, what's, what's, the what's the difference? Oh. There's a
0: difference between I your I graciously own state.
4: drop out. Sorry for wasting a hundred million dollars, oh. and I'm not even going to participate in the race in my home state. Why does that make any sense? Well, what looks, what makes you look not worse? In the race what in makes you look state.
3: worse? Like, listen, I get it. Why delay the inevitable? Let me just. Gracefully bow out instead of stop joining, spending your money. Stop spending your donors' money, and then and then go to a race that you already lost. Let's see how she finishes in New Hampshire. She's We're not, all in agreement here. No, We're yeah. Saying yeah, yeah. The same hey, thing Guys, ways. Yeah. guys what, is the,
1: what is the lifeblood of elections? Money, of course. Right? That's the first. People. That's the lifeblood of elections. People. So uh, if you're Nikki Haley, there is one path from here, and it's senator. It's senator, and you need to take that donor money and make a war chest and run for senate if you want to. Con- Continue your political career. You've been governor. You didn't run and you didn't make it. So you have to, I think, make nice with people. And I think it is it is in her political career would be expedient at this hour yes. to say, I'm not mm-hmm. going to spend any more money. Can we war chest this? Let me run for Senate on the weak seat, the second I, seat in I South Carolina. Would.
0: That would yeah. be great. And the people who, I mean, it is Trump country. The The people that voted for Donald Trump Uh, would vote for Nikki Haley in a heartbeat uh, Mm -hmm. as a senator. And she'd make a great senator, and it would be good. Here's the problem Ron DeSantis is in and Nikki Haley. You don't want to be that guy who is just pummeled time and time again. However, there is a chance Mm -hmm. that Donald Trump doesn't make it to November. (sighs) And I'm not talking about, you know, health. I'm talking about these people are serious. Yes, yeah. they are. And and you know I I I I would never say this and I have never said this mm-hmm. before until this week. I started seeing what's coming out of the WEF and the the things that are coming out of the mouths now of the diehard leftists that Donald Trump is the most dangerous man to the entire world now. World freedom. I heard a guy from the intelligence, he was head of intelligence uh, in England, and he gave an interview this week, and he said Donald Trump being president is an existential threat to the United Kingdom. <laughs> they, <laughs> by the what way, are you they, said, about? they said
4: that in 2016. I'm right, one of the people, I Glenn, that, that fell for it. And I'm, I was that dude that was like, this guy's going to be the guy. I was, too. Okay. <laughs> right. But can you at least admit that you were wrong? Because I admit that. Oh, I admitted that Okay. years ago. So there we go. Yeah. You hear that, he World did. Economic Forum? Yeah. yeah Trump is not the biggest threat to democracy. There's there a
2: big difference between you and, and, and the WF people. You, you, so, so if you're able to reason, you will come to a good conclusion. This is in life. In many times we will be wrong for a season, but if we are willing, if we have the ability to reason, we will eventually come to a conclusion and saying we were wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are not reasonable people you're talking about no. at WDF. You're learning how to reason. You know, Glenn reasons and says, Yeah, I was wrong. I didn't think it was going to be the guy, and, you know, and you know, whatever you said, spend years. I think there's a lot of people in America today. That are kind of falling in your camp. This ain't WF. I'll tell you a story so, right now for WF if you want, if you guys want to go into WF. Can because, I just say something yeah. on,
0: on that? The difference here with the WEF and reasoning between you and me, okay, I can admit it. I, I said on the air, I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> and I was. Yeah. Um, the, the WEF. anybody who will not talk to the other side is saying to you, I have nothing to learn from you. And when you have that attitude, everything falls apart, and every, you become a very dangerous individual. Yeah. We, the people who are going to save this country are the ones who will say, look, I disagree with you, but how did you get there? Mm-hmm. How did you arrive at that? Because then we can find a path towards each other. Totally, You might teach me something and yeah. go, oh, crap, I didn't even know that. That's exactly what Jamie Dimon was saying yesterday.
4: Yeah, the clip that he yeah. said.
0: All right, you don't At agree.
4: What? Do- double, outside. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was his opening. When line he says that to, to the to secretary. the CNBC folks, <laughs> "Okay, you believe that? Why? <laughs> Tell me why." Asking yeah. follow up questions. It's yeah. because it's your your willingness to learn and reason and say maybe I don't have. All the answers. Yeah. I'm willing to learn.
3: Yeah. We've all had to do this in our day. And, and, and it's, it's, it's like a catch-22 because it's scary in the sense that where you're talking about Glenworth, through, where some of them are to this day saying, this could be the end of the world still if Trump yeah. comes in. But then yeah. it's amazing. I think Pat's going to go into this story that there's other people speaking at the WEF in front of all these maniacs yeah. saying, hey, guys, you guys are effing up because this guy... Killed it. You guys are the problem. Pat, that's the one that you're going to play. Yeah, go let's with go to that story. Yeah. No, 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 no not Malay. No, oh, not Malay.
2: Herita- laughable. Heritage Foundation leader bashes World Economic Forum during Davos event. Rob, if you got this, uh, the video it's amazing. Uh, 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 fantastic. To, to play. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, if you have the clip, just play it. Oh, fantastic. Just go ahead and play the clip. It's laughable
5: that you would, or anyone would, describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. He's <laughs> standing up for it. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's equally laughable to use the word dictatorship, at Davos and, and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And, and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I have mentioned earlier. But the, the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching with all due respect, nothing personal, but that you're part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or oh five issues God. that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Beautiful. Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. (laughs) The solutions, the average person know, based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problems and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. The fourth, (laughs) Mm -hmm. China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. Mm. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. Mm -hmm. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood And womanhood, and do you know why? He is so not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him, and it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that, in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Pause right
2: there, so Glenn, I got a question for you. So, question for you is: Why would World Economic Forum have him? There give them more, the platform and melee to say what they so said. So
0: there are um, more elections this year than any other time in world history, mm-hmm. okay? It's happening all over the world.
3: Is it like 60? No, it's 42. 40,
0: 42. Uh, 42% of people will be voting. Voting yeah. this
3: year.
2: Oh,
0: gotcha. Largest Christian country, largest Muslim countries this wow. year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's It's happening unlike ever before. It's falling apart on them, okay? People are starting to wake up all over the world, and it's falling apart. They need to take some of that um, uh, stink off of them. And I think by having them and being invited to go speak, you look like, well, no, now wait a minute, you're kind of reasonable, okay? There were maybe six people that, because he gave a speech, there were maybe six people that clapped occasionally. Uh Same thing with Javier. Just nobody nobody is supporting in that room nobody is supporting that but they look open to at least listening to common sense um and and they're doing it at the same time they've taken global warming off number 1 war not number 1 threat uh economics not number 1 their number 1 is mis and disinformation <laughs> yeah okay and they're saying i mean one of them said it Uh, I think yesterday, that we control the science. We control the facts. That's ours. Wow, how arrogant is that? Yeah. Okay? They haven't changed at all, but they're changing faces. Just like, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. I don't, I saw a story, ESG is over. Bullcrap. It will just be called something else. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. it.
4: Can I ask you one question about the yeah. uh, World Economic Forum? Essentially, what was the gentleman who gave that speech?
3: Uh, Heritage. Um, He's the Keith, president. It starts with a Find His name is great. Kevin shout out. Kevin, Kevin Roberts. Robert.
4: You killed it. He's basically saying, you know, the old don't believe your lying eyes, nothing to see here approach that I was talking about. It's essentially the conversation that we have in this country with it's Wall Street versus Main Street. We all know who's in Davos. That's Wall Street. Correct. That's the big money. But when we get to Malay, and this is kind of goes to I, I know that you can weigh in on this. You know, there's an article out there in the Wall Street Journal. We can pull that up. It says, uh, Argentina's melee gives Davos crowd a spine transplant. Think about those words. He's basically saying, find your spine, Davos. And he says this in so many words. He talks about the, the, the threat of collectivism. And I'm going to throw some terms your way. He said the Western world is in danger of being co-opted by a vision of the world that leads to poverty. Now, however you call these collectivist variants, right? And he starts with the globalists right the global elite openly communist fascist nazi socialist social democrats democratic christians neo-keynesians progressive populist nationalists globalists the global elites whatever you want to call them that is a pathway to poverty so you you've you know about what goes on in europe cuz davos mm-hmm. is in europe america mm-hmm. western liberalism totalitarian socialism marxism this is your wheelhouse what do you think about what Millet said and what the, the I think he's is?
0: absolutely right this is um, you know, in America, they've been very, very good. And they're doing this to ev- in every country. The farmers, they're extremists. Yeah. Really, have you the hung farmers. around the farmers? They're not extremists. Um, in every country, they are painting people that disagree with the World Economic Forum right. as radicals, like the truck drivers in Canada. Truck drivers, and they're crazy radicals. Yeah, no, they're not. They're driving trucks. So, so what they've, what they've, uh, what people are missing is this isn't about Biden and Trump. Mm-hmm. That's why they like Trump so much because they can make him the boogeyman and make us hate Democrats and they hate the Republicans. Mm-hmm. This is the elites versus the people all over the world. People this, Brexit was the first real punch in the face for the elites. Right. I don't I want to fly my flag. That doesn't mean I hate other countries, but I want to fly my flag. I, I, I don't want to be told I have to fly a rainbow flag. I don't hate anybody. Don't tell me what I have to believe. Don't tell me that there are 98 different genders. That's not scientific. And don't say the science is settled because it's never settled. Science is never settled. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? And so people have been pushed and pushed and pushed and called so many names. They're starting to stand up. And what I, what I think the biggest surprise is going to come to the socialists and the communists that are all on the streets. They think that's what they're what's going to happen. They'll be the first to mm. be offed. Okay. By who? By whoever gets the power. Okay, because the people that are Democrats that are in on this WEF thing, Mm -hmm. they're all in it for money and power. They're not in it for anything else. They don't I don't think they believe in anything except their own superiority that other people just don't get it. And I've I want money and power because I can I'll tell the world how to do it. They're the ranchers. We're the sheep or the or the cows that are kept in a pen and then slaughtered. This is all about collectivism, like, like he said and you said. But people think it's about <clears throat> democracy. They think it's about uh, the Republicans versus the Democrats. No, it is about all of us, the majority of the world, saying, can you guys stop? I just want to live my life. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life. And them saying, These people are too stupid. They'll never see it coming.
4: It's almost like it's professors versus the truckers. And the professors say, I know what's better for you. They're like, listen, I know how to drive a truck. But when it comes to Trump, they've kind of almost run out of all their bullets. They've done the racist thing and the chauvinist thing and every other racial epithet they could use for him. Now it's the threat to democracy. That's why
0: I said earlier or started to say, I worry about the true believers of this craziness that – We'll try to kill him because no other bullets work against him. You're out. Yeah. They've done the
4: legal stuff. Right. They've done the raids, the FBI. All of it.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't work.
3: It doesn't work. So, so uh, Glenn, are you – because we've talked about this uh, multiple times with all this predictive programming that they keep shoving in our faces. It's almost as if they're warning us there's something to come. If they can't – because, I mean, I'm, and I genuinely feel that in my heart, their number one thing, if they could – they could take him out. If this was this, like, oh yeah, if this was JFK time and there wasn't more than one Zapruder, one thousand percent, they would have tried to take this yep. guy out. So since that can't be accomplished, I'm saying there probably still is a window because you know if there's a will, there's a way. What else do you think that the, what, we've been talking about? It what they would have up their sleeve to keep people from going to vote? Would there be an event? Would there be something to just so not I, let this thing happen?
0: I think that we are looking. We're living at a time where we're on borrowed time. Yeah. Um, we have had so many black swans happen to us. And this it, it is it amazes me because when I was in 2006, I was saying storm is coming. This financial thing, it doesn't work. And they were all like, where did you get your degree? And I'm like, I can see it because mm. I haven't studied what you <laughs> you believe in the system. I can look at it and go. These loans make no sense. OK. And we were hit in 2008 and I thought, well, that will really knock us down. Should have, but then they changed the rules of the game. But look at what this system has withstood. For almost 20 years since, since 9-11, we have just been pounded over and over and over again. At some point, that thing is so rickety and has so many holes in it that a black swan event will collapse it. You have control now of, by the radicals of the top... And the streets. They don't have the middle, but they have the top and the streets. And this is the way communists usually take over countries. Mm -hmm. There's an event. Everybody looks at that event, or it causes so much chaos that the bottom rises up in the streets, causes more chaos. The people in the middle go, somebody's got to make this stop. And the top comes down. That's what they have planned. And I think we are a war, uh, a serious economic shock, um, a mass killing, a terrorist attack, that's when things will change. And I think there is the possibility, if it would be bad enough, there's a possibility that we're just told, like we were with COVID, stay at home. You're not going anywhere. Stay at home. I, I think we're on the edge of... We could have a dictatorship from either direction if we're not careful. We have to know the Constitution, know our rights, be God-loving, um, God-fearing, humble people that when something goes wrong, we do what we used to do, join hands with one another and say, brother, I'm here for you, Let's, we can get through this. But we're in a place to where I think really bad people... Um, in other countries know it, and that's why they'll attack. And when one of them attacks, they'll all attack because we're so weak. Mm -hmm. We have to be together as people to be able to survive. But I think we could be seeing a completely different country by January 1st.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if I disagree, but, you know, for me, earlier today I was having a conversation with a few guys that were upstairs that were visiting town. And they said, what do you think is going to happen this year? I said, it's going to be a chaotic year. I've been saying 2024 is going to be the year of chaos. But also at the same time, here's what I told them. I said, every once in a while, you know, if you believe in God or if you believe in Scripture, you know, hey, it's free will. You know, why did that? But It's free will. You know, the choice is on you to choose what kind of a life. Why does God allow this to happen? It's free will. You know, you get to do whatever you want to do with your life, right? Free will. No problem. But I think every once in a while, God sits there and says, okay, you guys forgot I'm around? Like... Did you really think I wasn't around? yeah. Okay. All right, no problem. You know, I'm going to show you the power that I have and what I'll do. Every once in a while, I will flex and show my power. I don't know why sometimes weird teams win championships. I don't know why. I don't know why, you know, Brett Farr and Adrian Peterson, one of the top five greatest running backs of all time, had three fumbles that day. I don't know how many fumbles it was. Minnesota Vikings against the New Orleans Saints. And Brett Favre, they should have won that game. They won, lost in the last position or two minutes, whatever it was. And I'm watching a game. I remember exactly what I was at my sister's house. I'm, watching. I'm like, what the hell just happened? They should have won the championship. But why did New Orleans win that year? It was the year of the hurricane. And the Saints won. Why would oh, Saints? Katrina. Really? Katrina? You're going to make them win? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. This year, all the teams, LGBTQ, MLB, LGBTQ, LGBTQ. The only team that didn't cave to LGBTQ won the World Series? Seriously? The Texas Rangers? Yeah. You're joking, right? No. Maybe there are certain clues in life that we have to pay attention to. I, maybe maybe he's saying something to say, listen, if you truly claim you have faith, have faith and lead. If you truly are concerned about this, do your part. Like. You know, pray like it's up to God, but work like it's up to you. Drive like it's up to you. Defend like it's up to you. Fight like it's up to you, but then pray like it's up to me, okay? That's the part about faith, right? I don't know why. I think the the level of people that would have never united with each other who are from different— Sean Strickland, I watched this guy, okay? This guy's asking him a question about LGBTQ, and he says, you would want your son to be this. He says, I don't care if I don't have a grandson. He's like, you're the effing problem. Wait, a UFC fighter that grew up with a tough upbringing that, you know, the stories about him and his father, he's making more sense than an educated guy from Canada that's Mm -hmm. probably went to the right university, and and this guy's getting more eyeballs and logic for people. No, no, I agree with this guy. There's something going on. We are finding each other and when these guys find each other the enemy fears mm-hmm. what is possible and they don't like people like us waking up that's where my faith and confidence comes from because we all have a line that if you cross we go from being you know regular people to like jordan peterson says monsters and certain rage oh, and yeah. certain you know person comes out i think that's the level we are right now so if they do decide to repeat themselves and play that game I don't think this time around
0: everyone's going to be able to tolerate I it. I think the, the secret uh, here is to um, be people that understand good versus evil, understand, you know, live your faith yeah. um, and and be humble. I mean, I, I think we're just running out of opportunities to be humble. We keep, we, I mean, look at all the time we spent today talking just about the election the President's not going to solve this problem. He can help, but we have to solve this problem. We have given, uh, we've given common sense and 5,000 years of solid, you know, uh, planning and, and lessons to learn on how societies work. and we've just allowed elitist intellectuals to tell us... What the truth is, when we all know that's not right and we continue just to take it and we continue to then go, oh, the Fed was wrong. Oh, but wait, they're going to fix it because they have this idea now. Okay, whoo, I was afraid they can't fix it. Yeah. We are no. the ones. And I love that you said that because – and you nailed it, Glenn. And this
3: goes – to: we were, at, we were at church on Sunday. We, uh, when you said it's us, it's no left and right. It's us against them. And I, I wrote this while we were in church, Pat. It was know where you're vulnerable. You know how they keep us all against each other, race all yes. this. That know where the vulnerability is. Fight with the right weapons, you know, the sword of the spirit, and the word of God. And the last one was get into the fight. We have to fight
0: because they're, they're fighting – and we have to get involved because what we're doing isn't a spectator sport. I have to tell you that I I am firmly convinced. I mean, I am currently working on things that I can do to keep my voice um at least out of the digital ghetto yeah. in the next year um, because I I am convinced these people I mean, we're playing big Big ball here. You <laughs> yeah. know, this is people die in movies with this kind of stuff. They they kill them. If you have an event, people can disappear. They can easily shut you down. I, I We are looking at the loss. It has to happen. They're serious about this. It has to happen for them to win. They have to silence powerful voices that disagree with the WEF and the state, and there's several articles. Look at the one. There were two articles from NBC this week that were terrifying. That we were, were talking about how the elites know, science knows, the government knows, and there are many people. I mean, one of the articles, I think it was NBC's article, talks about how the MAGA people are just so vulnerable to mis and disinformation. And so we have to be the arbiters of truth. To hell you are, okay? (laughs) Vulnerable. I know what you guys are doing. There was a story also came out today about um, the University of Rhode Island. They got into bed with uh, with DHS. DHS, under Barack Obama, came up with an anti-terror fund. And, you know, if you can help us find terrorists, so... The, the University of uh, Rhode Island, they wrote a, a paper for a grant and got into bed with DHS in the paperwork asking for the grant and the partnership. They say, look, propaganda isn't bad. Propaganda happened in World War One and World War Two, and we're in another kind of war with extremists that believe Donald Trump is right. They were the ones that were responsible mainly for these are extremists, these are radicals. They were pushing that propaganda out from the university. They're not screwing around. Yep, They're, pl- they're playing the win, so we have to, yes. we have to, we have to too. Let's
2: go to the next story here. So Mark Cuban uh, mocks X under Elon Musk as his little echo chamber, defends uh, DEI stance again. Mark Cuban criticized Elon Musk's comments on diversity, equity, and inclusion. By saying there are people of various races, ethnicities, orientation, etc., that are regularly excluded from hiring considerations. Cuban engaged in a debate on the social media platform X about DEI, noting that it was important to challenge different viewpoints and promote diverse perspectives and discussions. He referred to X as Elon's little echo chamber. <laughs> Cuban defended his decision to engage in the de- uh, debate DEI, explaining that he knew he would face criticism but believed it was essential to reach the audience on X that needed to hear Alternative perspectives. If
0: there was one light bulb that came on, that's a win. Beck, Glenn. He is, I mean, if you don't believe that these people will come after you, they're coming after Donald Trump for what he says and believes. They're coming after all of his supporters. They are coming after the guy who has made a bigger difference on global warming. They're, they're claimed number one thing. The guy who's made more difference in that, they're coming after him. Why? Because he thinks that you should be able to speak your mind <laughs> yep. and they immediately sh- try to shut him down. They will do everything, everything to shut him down. He was a member. They tried the anti-Semitic thing. They tried yep. the girl thing. They're trying the
3: drug thing. And I, I've said this. I can't. They know how many times I've said this. We owe that guy. He bought it and lost money just for me and you to be able to see and hear everything and make our own decision. Did
0: read his book. Did you read I did, the book about I did. him? I, okay. I did. There is no way that guy is going to give up this. <laughs> he will die before <laughs> here's he a, Here's the question did. for you. They, picked, right. the, they picked the, the wrong, wrong guy. Let
2: me ask the question in a different way. Let me ask the question in a different way. So uh, uh, Mark Cuban says, with that in mind, 94% new jobs and SP 5 are going to the color sounds about what we ought to expect. It's not evidence of employees getting to especially great lengths to hire minorities or discriminate against white workers or doing anything other than fishing where the fish are. If the percentage were much lower than 90%. That we would cause for concern. The question I have for you is the following. Um, He says he believes it's uh, concerning if more than 10% of new jobs in the US go to white people. 60% of the US is white. That's what his concern is. Here's my question for you Do Do you you think, do you think, like, (laughs) do you think Mark is doing this because he? fear something and he's defending him? Do you think he's doing this because he fully believes this? Do you think he's doing this because he lacks common sense? I don't believe he lacks common sense. Do you think he's doing this because he wants to make certain people happy? Why do you think he's doing this? It's not I,
0: like he needs money. He's, uh, he's no, worth five, six billion dollars. What's he doing this for? I don't know him well enough. I've done a couple of interviews with him and I've been around him a couple of times. So I have very little to go on. But Honestly, he might be very smart in a couple of things, but when it comes to politics and everything else, the guy's a moron. He really is. He <laughs> just Cuban. He has no idea what he is talking about. He calls himself a libertarian. I'll give you a libertarian metal detector. There's nothing in his body that would make that thing beep. <laughs> there is nothing. He's I don't know where he thinks he's libertarian because he's not. And I don't think that he's saying it for any other reason than, you know, it's cool. And, yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody should, you know, be around with free speech. Yeah, well, so do the people on the left who are currently now saying shut half the country up. They claim to love it, too. Mm-hmm. But when push comes to shove, I mean, I stand for people who say the worst things, the things that I find absolutely despicable. I believe they should be able to say that. Mark and his ilk feel the exact opposite. I'm for you as long as you're, you know, reasonable and with me. No, that's not the way it works. I I, I think he's I think he's very bright in business. I think he's he's a genius in what he's done recently, I think, with the Mavericks. But uh I think he's a moron politically. The, the, the thing with Mark Cuban, just to
4: understand, is he's a very interesting guy because he is where uh, the intersection of corporate legacy media, establishment yeah. idea, ideology, w, uh, NBA, social justice movement, everything that kind of that coincides right there. The, the, the most interesting thing to me about Mark Cuban is how he, he's gone from disruptor the most fined nba owner yep. tech Tough guy, guy. W- yep. like whiling around getting fined every game 20 years later show me more an establishment figure yep. in pop culture when it comes to shark tank cnbc They're- nba yeah but, is- but
2: but what's the motive though that's what i'm like you know right he said in a, in a in a text exchange him and i had for a couple hours last week he he said uh 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 Twitter is an echo chamber, and, you know, uh, you know, I talked about, hey, why don't we do a podcast together if you really want to talk about this stuff. Hey, this sounds like a good audience would win. I would never come because, you know, it would be an echo chamber, and if you come over there, you're pandering to your audience. I said, you pick the podcast, pick the most liberal podcast you feel safe. Let me come. You're richer <laughs> than me. You're more successful than me. You're wiser than me. You're older than me. What else? You, I'm like an underdog. I'll come to any turf you want to have the conversation in, doesn't want to have the conversation, hasn't responded. By the way, again, in every education, Indiana University, exit multiple times, net worth, multi-multi-billionaire, number of employees, every way you look at it, great. But when it comes down to here, Tom, how do you miss the mark on something like this? Because even on Twitter, when he says Twitter's an echo chamber, what percentage of America is vaccinated? 70%. That means what percentage of Twitter's vaccinated? Let's say at least 50%. What echo chamber? You're talking to people that are probably vaccinated and have taken a booster. So it's just some of these guys are sitting there saying maybe we were wrong when we took this year. Why do you think he's defending this DEI concept, Tom? Logically, nothing makes sense with this DEI concept.
1: Yeah, I, I think what has happened—honestly, I think what's happened to Mark Cuban is if you ju- you just look at the evolution, and the longer your kids around the wrong people, the more they behave like those people, you know? And, and I, I think what has happened over time, he has been co-opted into their— into their side, you know, on China and sneakers and the NBA, you know, look at all the controversies that have come and gone. And what does he do? He toes the line. He's been on Shark Tank um, owned by a major network for how many seasons? And so how many opportunities you think there are for things to be said there, but instead he's co-opted into that. I just think he is slowly like a frog boiled in the pot and has been co-opted into it. We don't appreciate how hard it, well, maybe you do, to work for a major national network. And you've worked for a few ownerships of um, radio. I was
0: fired from ABC network. I was fired from ABC on day number one. (laughs) Yes. My first day. What happened? I hope you're in the
1: Radio Hall of Fame for that.
0: (laughs) Uh, I was hired, um, Diane Sawyer at the time. Uh, She came over uh, to my office and she's like, you know, you are a game changer. I was on CNN. You are a game changer. And uh, I think you can help. I'm going to start doing nighttime. She was during the day. She said, I I I'm really very influential. I'm going to start doing the nighttime news, which she eventually did. And you should take over Nightline together. We could change news. I said, okay, I'm in, and so she had this whole plan, and uh, she got me in, and day number one, Care went to the Mouse house and said, if you allow this bigot, we will protest, and we will shut down Disney, and you're part of it, Mouse, and nobody hurts the Mouse. Nobody hurts the Mouse. Day number one, I'm out. Wow. Day number 1. Did this is what your This is 2000 maybe 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Something wow. like that. 2009 yeah. or 10 when this happened. Actually, it might have been earlier than that cuz I was at CNN. And I I just I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. She was on the air with me on the day they announced she's on the air and she's like this is the most brilliant guy. He is just so great, and he's just got so many creative ideas. We're just going to change television. She couldn't say enough. My wife was like, can you tell Diane Sawyer to stop calling you? <laughs> okay? Um, and the very next day, nothing. Wow. Can't get her on the phone. Can't. Don't hear from her. It takes about six months, and I'm starting to kick up some storm because I don't really care. I'm getting paid from ABC, but... You know, I think people should know what happened. Mm. And so I start talking about it on the air, and she calls me and she says, I think we need to have lunch. It was it was the weirdest lunch ever. We sat there, <laughs> and she brought up my religion, and that means that you must hate women and all of what? these. And I'm like, what the hell? You what? are a coward. Yep. You are Sawyer. a coward. Yeah.
4: And she's a big name in news. I mean, pull her up. I mean,
0: she's... She was. other than I Barbara Walters was. No. was there
4: a I think you looked at Barbara, that. Other than Barbara Walters is there a bigger name in news than Diane Sawyer back no, in the day?
0: No. No. Massive. No, she was the yeah. name. It wasn't like just some obscure no.
4: local journalist. No. This was the lady. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, if we hop in the DeLorean and go back to the future to the days of Rod, uh, you know of Walter Conkright and you can see what what happened there and, and that there was a neutrality in news. There was a genuine desire to keep the news at some level of unbiased. And it just kind of slowly, election by election, it just kind of rolled out the window. And now you're somebody like, uh, you know, Mark Cuban. I just think he's been boiled like a frog in the pot. And that's where it comes. And he goes, you have a great example. And, you know, it's like I say, if you hop into a DeLorean, you drive real fast, although, you know, that could be a problem too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, y- that's what's happened to him. And it doesn't make rational sense. And there's, But he's so in, inculcated in all of the media thing that he doesn't look like it makes rational sense. But he's been just boiled, and that's who he is.
0: And have you ever known anybody who should know better? I mean, the Diane Sawyer story. Come on. You're smarter than this. You know what's going on. However, I'm happy. I'm fine. I don't want any trouble in my life. I'm not questioning. And I think that's where Mark Cuban is. He's nobody, you know, I I have, I have had my name called. uh, I mean, I've just, they've tried to destroy me for years. Um, And that just pisses me off and makes me fight harder. Um, But I don't want that. I'd much rather be with the cool kids. I've never been with cool kids, but I find myself here, and if I wasn't driven by true belief in God and that we all are born for a reason and a time, I would have given up a long time ago. If not given up, if I just would have played. When Roger Ailes talked to me um, uh, towards the end of my time at Fox, he said to me, you know what your problem is? And I said, no, what? And he said, you won't play the game. Hmm. And I said, because some of us don't believe it is a game; wow. we actually believe what we say. Wow! Wow!
2: That's powerful. Respect. And 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 Rogers had a lot of good. Con- I hear a lot of Rogers stories from people that he helped develop and talent and all this stuff. And everybody has a different he was story. They tell amazing. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Let's go to Bob Iger since you brought up Disney. Bob Iger's pay doubled in 2023. As Disney laid off 7,000 employees, released box office bombs back-to-back-to-back, to back to back. Bob Iger saw his compensation more than double last year uh, uh, as the once-great studio continues to struggle financially and creatively. Bob Iger earned $31.6 million in total comp for the fiscal year that ended in September up from $15 million in 2022. His 2023 pay included a salary Uh, of $865,000, stock awards of $16.1 million, and $10 million in stock options awards, $2.1 million in performance-based compensation, $2.48 million in other pay. Iger's pay increase came as Disney experienced another bad year. Company laid off 7,000 employees worldwide and is planning an additional $2 billion in cuts. Disney streaming, Services have lost billions of dollars as the company splurges on content that is having a difficult time connecting with the audience. Tom you hear a story like this. (laughs) How do you process this, Tom?
1: I process it this way. First of all, there's not this is this is a inflammatory headline story. Oh, you can't believe it. You can't believe it. The only thing that we have to remember on this is Bob Iger was desperately sought to come back. And this is an employment contract that has these things in it on how they're going to pay him. What part of it was performance based of the 31.6, 2.1 million. That's a lot of money, but 2.1 million is performance based. I'd be willing to bet that everything that we've seen here, we know the base salary is in there and we know where the stock awards are. So basically, this was, I think, in the contract that he signed when they said, Bob, please come back. We need you for 36 months. Yeah, man. so it's
2: not based on what he did this year or is it just a comp said you're second, you're going to make X, Y, Z amount
1: of money? That's exactly right. 2.1 in performance-based compensation. How do we know that wasn't supposed to be 20.1? And that the reason right. it's only two point one is because there was the bombs and the problems.
3: See that rat, that rat? That's dead, that's his. That's that's Disney right there. That's a analogy of what yeah. Disney the,
1: is the right there. The mouse is dead. But isn't it? What isn't
3: a, a mouse is dead? What a crazy. Yeah. Th- that's that there. But but you know what I, I love about that that entire story. How much money did Disney lose? Then last, what did it say? Two hundred. How much? Because what they're having a problem with their content because the people that you're talking about us this us against them we're not buying that crap
0: so yeah I, I I have to tell you I don't know anything really about the law but I, I, I if I were a shareholder I would want a class action suit <laughs> against Bob Iger because Bob is the reason it started you hire when I was again when I was at ABC your name tags this is again brought 2008 your name tag had the rainbow on it everybody's? Everybody's, okay, had a rainbow on it, and that was just to support LGBTQ. Okay, fine, fine, but to me, that said, the company is ideological, and it is, it will protect its own ideology. A news company should not have ideology other than the pursuit of truth. Let the chips fall where they may. Disney... You know, it's very hard to, you know, run a creative company and not have people that live different lifestyles. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you cannot build your company and have the people that have a different lifestyle than your audience telling I've we're going to tell our story. No, you are here to tell the story that our audiences want to hear. The number one that was the number one brand, maybe of all time. And their brand was Will Your Children Are Safe With Us. Yes. And they flushed that down the toilet without any regard for the fact that it took them almost a hundred years to build that brand. How is how is that not something actionable for people who had shares in the uh in the country. They just took it and turned it off. And quite honestly, I think the only thing you can do to fix it, I think it's so beyond fixing, is you have to fire every you have to shut the whole thing down and turn it back on with new ownership that actually understands. Because I don't know how you save that now. I want to
2: show you something. I want to show you some numbers here, Tom. Check this out. Rob, can you pull up what I just sent to you real quick? So this is Disney's valuation in the last, whatever, 20 years, right? And so when you look at the Disney stock, it's important to know this and it's important to know a timeline on whatever, you know, job, responsibility, when he retired, when he returned. So check this out. This is Disney's valuation. Go up uh, to the bottom where it shows year by year by year. Go a little lower, Rob. Go a little lower. Yeah, right there. Okay, zoom in a little bit if you can. Okay, so 2024 valuation is what? $170 billion. 2023. 165 billion. 2022. 158 billion. It's, it dropped 43 percent, 44 percent from 2021 at 281 down to 158 billion. In 2020, it's 328 billion. Jeez. 2019, 257 billion. 2018, 164, and then you have 162. So from 2015 to today, 10 years, the stock is flat. 2015 to today. The stock is flat. Now, these are important events to know. Do you know what day Disney Plus came out? When it blew up, Disney. It was Disney Plus came out November 12, 2019. Look what happens to the stock. Wow. 60% is up. Look at 2020. What happens in 2020? COVID. Every streaming company blows up. Mm-hmm. Zoom. Valuation goes skyrocketing. Net, everybody is blown up with streaming in 2020 because everybody was locked in. They're watching homes. Now, watch this. Bob Iger. When does he retire? The first time around, when does he retire? He retires December 2021, okay, which is a phenomenal time to retire. You've done a great job. He retires. Bob Shopec is doing what he's doing. When does he return? December of 2020, uh, he returns November 20th of 2020. So look at from November 20th, 2020, it's, what, $158 billion. The company has not changed anything, but what has he done? He's fired 7,000 people, which means OPEX has gone lower. Now, when did he become the CEO and the chairman of the company? October of 2005. Can you go down to October in 2005? So when he came in, $47 billion as the CEO, he took it from $47 billion in 2005. 20 years later, it's worth what? $170 billion. He's probably the biggest deal maker in the business we've seen. He has a lot of victories. But one, him coming back, It's the same thing when a guy that's got a great career comes back and ruins his numbers and it looks pretty bad and the averages drop and all this other stuff. But also at the same time, with Disney, the problem is the following. Glenn, when they make a movie or a catalog of movies, Uh did they produce that thing three years ago, four years ago? Which means you have to sit there and know if today we have a great idea for a movie that we're changing our philosophy – the mark is not going to know about it for
0: 3 to 5 years so turning around those types of things takes a long time yeah, but they're not they're not taking it on they can't their their entire employee roster now is full of radicals you can't just say oh you know i know you said we're going to change your kids yeah uh, but we don't want you to do that. You're still staying in your office and you can keep your team. How many of those 7,000 gonna... people getting fired do you think are on the left? Well, I think almost everybody <laughs> at Disney. You're right. Is on it's the like left. 98% yeah. they
2: give money to the Democrats. Yeah, 97, yeah. 98%. Yeah. I, maybe I'm off by a couple percent. But okay, so most of them are. How much of that firing? You think, Tom, is just decreasing OPEX versus how much of that firing is like, look, guys, we got to go back to who loves Disney, who knows who the customer
0: is. No. You don't think that's the focus? No. You think it's just decreasing OPEX? Bob Iger is the problem. He is the problem. Period.
1: I I mean, a lot of people around Hollywood agree with that. So to answer your question, Pat, I think this is a... This was a CFO firing. You know, this is basically not firing the CFO. This is like they're looking to take cost out of the business. Now I think it was a legitimate thing. They they're say cost here, cost here, cost there, but it's I don't think it's it's a cleansing. I think it's just where can yes. we squeeze and remove yes. costs from the business? Yes. It's not where can we correct ideology? Where's this an opportunity to shift the ideology or shift the business? It's just how do we squeeze costs out of the business? The rest of Hollywood has been mocking Disney for the last two years, if you look carefully. You look at what people say. Now there's Bob and his circle and everything, but the Hollywood Reporter's been questioning the results at Disney. The Hollywood there's a lot of people that are rational about the business that have been questioning this. Shoot, South Park did an incredible oh, episode incredible. on Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. And she spent the next four weeks trying to get that pulled with every muscle in her in her I haven't seen it. What's it about? Oh, the, oh, South Park destroy. They make it look like that Kathleen Kennedy is in the process of owning uh, Bob Iger, and she's taking and remaking every Disney film to remove any of the original tenants and to insert all
0: of the so all, all the. Can we show and it or Everyone, no? every well, I don't know, but everyone in South Park okay. has become. Uh, lesbian, uh, you know, gay, black, woke, woke, handicapped, woke. woke. And, you know, Cartman becomes a black woman, gay black woman. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really pointed and great. And
2: when did this come out?
0: This this, this is, year. Yeah, three months ago. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's that's the
1: South
2: Park you kids to, you have that have that now been
1: replaced that. by them. And anyway, <laughs> and the the episode culminates in Bob Iger's office where a cowering Bob Iger is listening to Kathleen Kennedy lecture him about what they're going to uh, do. Don't you think the shareholders and what we should do? No, Bob, we're doing this. Okay, Ken, your company. And so it's it's heavy. But point is, this is just one part. Hollywood is pointing at Disney and saying this thing's out of control. When you even have some, by the way Hollywood's not going conservative and they're not getting no. their, not getting their act together. No. But what you do see is islands in the stream are saying they're nuts.
0: Well look at look at all of the money they own the greatest stories that have been told in, in um, I mean America And now Disney is the source of uh, the Star Wars franchise, the superheroes, you know, the greatest family cartoons... And they have destroyed each of them one by one.
1: They keep keep buying them. They bought the entire Fox library, which is with a mountain of debt. Bob Iger signed the check. No, excuse me, signed the papers for the mountain of debt, which is part of the problem. They assimilated all of Hulu. They owe Comcast an ungodly sum this year for Hulu that they're not going to be able to write that check. So they're teetering on this mountain of debt and obligations, assembling, as you correctly point out, the greatest catalog in history. And
0: what was the biggest movie, Moneymaker, last year? Of By la- far of last year, Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. You f- know who owned it? Disney, and they refused to release it. Oh yeah, they bought it in the catalog. Angel Studios. It was sitting there. They wouldn't do it. They finally made a deal with Angel Studios, and Angel Studios released it. Well, and what would, what would be the what would I, I
3: asked this before? What would be a reason for you not to show? a movie that is pointing out that children are getting sex trafficked like nothing wrong. Wh- wh- where's the motive of buying it and not showing it to everybody? Wh- why-, why would you do that?
0: Well, they bought it in a catalog, so it's okay. not like they went out and bought that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I think you could say one of two things. You know, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't think that that's so bad anymore <laughs> that you can have children and use them for sex. Yeah. Uh, and the other is... Um, they just they don't think they think everybody thinks like them yep. and they don't think this is a problem. And so it's not going to do well. Yeah. At the same time, they're making the same kind of decision saying, no, this is what people want. And they're bombing because it's not what people want.
3: Yeah. Like Cinderella. Was it Cinderella with that actress? Snow That's White. like yeah. Snow, Snow White. She's like, that guy's a stalker. We're changing the story yeah. to make it. Why are you changing the story? What are you talking about? You were asleep and poisoned, young lady. Yeah. He
4: came and kissed you, and now he, you're alive. But he's a graper. He's a, it's a, like, you'd be dead. Yeah, Shay yeah. thank you. <laughs> so I'll just say one thing about uh, what we see on the on the back end or, or the external part of it. But then there's also the internal part of it, the employees and the culture. So we're seeing the back end of it. When the movie comes out, we're like, yeah, I don't, this is kind of weird. And the, the patriarchy stuff with Barbie or yeah. whatever the Hollywood movies comes out. And, you know, the... the the, the DEI and the ESG, but but it's interesting because I have conversations with certain people who are on the internal on these types of organizations, not necessarily Disney, but these types of companies, mm-hmm. and like a lot of them work remote, right? We know the work from remote, and I'll say, well, what's it like? Like, what's that, what the conversations like? And they say a lot of times when they get on the Zoom, it's it's mandatory or obligatory to put your pronouns. In your bio or how you identify, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what, what do you mean? They're like, well, you've never had to do that. I'm like, no, I'm no, not. A no, thing nobody to do has. here. Nobody has. But they literally have to say like she, her, he, hey, the, them, whatever the hell it oh, is, right? Insert oh, like, joke he, hey. here. He hey. he, hey. he, hey. You know what a gay horse is? He, 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 right? Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. But it's hey. like, but that's how you change <laughs> the situation. We only see it on the back end over here, <laughs> but internally, <laughs> can you imagine if? any of us were on these Zooms and we're like, oh, do you identify? I was like, I don't know, dude, like what, what's happening yeah. right now? Yeah. But a lot of the people will go along because if they're not in that world, they're an ally. And, you know, the whole ally All, Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, let's go to the next story here, uh, and then we'll wrap up with uh, uh, Colony Ridge. Last story here. Um, Chinese media, Taiwan independence means war. Okay. So, I mean, obviously you don't want to hear that, but let's see what they have to say here. Hu Jijin, former editor of Chinese state-run Global Times, has raised concerns about the potential for war if Taiwan seeks independence under President William Lai Ching-te. who asserted Taiwan independence means war and the red line drawn by the Chinese mainland is clear. He also questioned Lai's leadership, stating that Lai might not be more radical than his uh, predecessor. Hu pointed out the significance of the United States in Taiwan issue – Noting that President Joe Biden publicly stated the U.S. does not support Taiwan independence but aims to contain China through this matter. He speculated that if former President Donald Trump were to be reelected, it could introduce new uncertainties in the Taiwan uh, Straits due to his presumed stronger stance against China. Glenn, thoughts?
0: Uh, A couple of things. First of all, um, China will take um uh, taiwan and they'll take it when the united states is too busy concentrating on something else um we don't have the ability luckily they don't have the ships to land the forces right yet they will in a couple of years but they could just i mean they they could take it uh if we're not paying attention we don't have the ability to fight Um, in in China would fight China at this point. We just don't have the assets. We don't have the supply chain stretched that far. The one thing that you have to pay attention to on Taiwan is the chips that they make. These are the highest end chips. These are the ones for the supercomputers. They have the ability in Taiwan to make chips that nobody else makes. If China gets those chip factories we lose. The whole world loses to China. And everybody knows that, especially China. I've talked to people who, um, you know, have experience at the NSA and uh, Department of Defense who have been in conversations about China. And um, it blew my mind when they said this. Their best hope is that if China starts to invade or take Taiwan, that we will blow up all of the chip plants. Oh, wow. Okay? That's, like, seriously discussed. Maybe we should just blow all the chip plants up so they can't have it either. How much is that as a threat and just kind of like talking shit just saying, "Let me
2: I'm gonna kick your ass." You think it's like, kind of like that because Have you, you but have you read that? Have it, you heard that anywhere? No, I mean, I read that. I remember when that story came out. But you know what would happen if they did that? The the supply of the semiconductor chips that we need that the world relies on with, you know, uh, Taiwan, price of used cars would go to the roof. Price of oh, new everything. cars, everything would go to the roof. Everything. God knows how many, each car that you buy has anywhere between 1,500 to 3,000 chips. A lot of those chips, but, depending on the quality. So I don't know if
0: they're talking smack but, or but, if they're being real about do it. Do you not think that there are – I mean, I think these are, these are early 20th century progressives, many of them. They are anti-human. Yeah. They are anti-modernity. I don't think that there's a problem with some... There's some really scary people that would really mean, okay, so, yeah, all right, so millions would die, but this goal would be accomplished. But, yes, we'll starve people on this, but we won't be eating meat, and it'll be good for the planet. I I think these people are so anti-human that those kinds of things... You know, the reason why we, we lasted the Cold War is because of the movie The Day After. Ronald Reagan watched it. ABC gave him a videotape of it. He watched it in the Oval Office. Gorbachev watched it, and they both changed. In Reagan's diary, he said, Dear Lord, we cannot let this happen. So you had two reasonable people who said, no matter what, too many people will die. We cannot do that. We're coming to a place to where some of the people who have power... They don't think that way. What we think is unthinkable, they do, because it would be good for the planet. It would be good. But we are expendable. We're sheep. Do you think China is China first? Or how do you think Xi looks at
2: World Economic Forum as a useful idiot? Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. China looks at, you know, World Economic We're going to use these guys. We're going to yeah. buy them out and give them some favors, and they're going to do whatever we want them to do. That's how they view them. Okay. Do you think China uh uh g is excited about a trump candidacy or he would much rather prefer it be a newsom or a michelle or somebody on the left or, or or a
0: biden well definitely a biden because he's bought and paid for so yeah biden would be his choice why do you think he why do you think china if biden
2: under biden you know let's just say you know putin took advantage of it went after ukraine and, you know, NATO is saying we may have a war for 20 years or whatever they're talking about here. Or, hey, you know, Hamas attacks Israel. All right. So that took place. And then there's that war going on, which has been so divisive worldwide. Afghanistan, we leave.
0: You know, God knows how much weapons we left behind. Uh, and the Air Force Base that China now has.
2: Yes. And Bagram. why do you think if China is so bad and evil, which I believe they are, Yeah. why do you think they haven't
0: yet they attacked it. and done anything to taiwan what are they waiting for they're playing the long game they they can they don't have the ships to do it i don't think I, I don't think that china wants to have a war china would rather just take it and they're such long-term thinkers that okay wait 5 years the United States is falling apart. They're not going to be able to do it. We'll have everything we need to be able to do it maybe in 5 years. I mean, look at Hong Kong. Yeah. Look at Hong Kong. They didn't do anything until we were distracted and then all those people went away.
4: And yeah, nobody even talks about Hong Kong at this point.
0: Right. And if you would have if they would have acted when everybody were like, "Well, they're not they're backing down." They would have had the whole world in their face. They win. Uh, different thoughts. Do you have a different view than what
2: Glenn said?
1: Not really, um, except one thing <clears throat> that I'll add to it, and he didn't bring up the word, but I, I think he's probably going to perk up when I say it, is sometimes they look really, really crazy, and then they understand some of these outcomes, but you have to remember there is a huge plank in their in their platform, is the WF and the Global Thinkers, about depopulation being good. Mm-hmm. So... Right. Mm-hmm. So if there is calamity in everything that takes out two billion people over a span of Fine. six years, that's OK, because it's actually healing to the earth because we're stressing the earth. We don't need this many people and, and all like that. Now, military strategy would say that the best day to go after Taiwan is August 21st of this year, if that's the last day of the Democratic uh, Convention in Chicago, if Biden is the candidate. Because they're like, okay, it's still Biden. Mm-hmm. We got to do it now. Because if Trump wins, we can't do yep. it. Yep. You know, because Trump's going to expand the base there and say, "I dare you." It's very simple. All we have to do is expand the military presence in Taiwan we already have and say, "I frickin' dare you." Yeah. Right.
0: <clears throat> That's it. It's, they won't. It's very make that very simple. Move with Trump. But yeah, <clears throat> to gl-
1: to Glenn's point, uh, Rob, the chart. This is exactly what you were referencing. The blue is Taiwan's market share of the world high end chips. Jeez. Look at that! It would be a terrible a disaster.
0: No, no, that's why. By the way, this they, is
1: from CNBC. This isn't from. This some was four years ago, exa-
0: right? And you and you yeah. want to you you want to understand uh, national interests. Is it in our national interest? That's pretty clear. Oh, it's it's a hundred percent national interest and international interest yes. and China's
2: interest and a lot of people's interest. Yep. This is this this will. Uh, you know, I remember when, uh, uh, during COVID, used cars were selling for more than new cars. Okay. They're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Remember, you couldn't find a watch. You mm-hmm. couldn't find anything.
1: F- Ford couldn't ship F-150 Nothing.
2: Pickups. They had a... Uh... My car was worth $20,000, the Ford F-150, $20,000 more a year and a half, a year after I bought it. Like, what Damn. do you mean by this? This is like, we'll pay you 20 more. People are paying a premium for it. I'm like, you're kidding me. No. So it was, it was a very weird time at that time. But I want to go to the last story here before wrap up is the truth about colony-rich te- colony Texas. Now, uh, Glenn, before we get into it, do you want to set it up before we play the trailer here for this documentary?
0: So there was there are two stories that came out. One was from the Daily Wire, uh, and one was from the New York Post. And they say that this was run by the drug cartels Um, that it's going to be the biggest population in one place of uh, illegal immigrants, they don't speak English, um, that it's a horror show. So when we went down, uh, that's what I was expecting. What I found was not that, but I think just as bad. And this is this this gigantic, goes on for miles, this gigantic... Uh, plot of land where developers are selling it legally to um, illegals for, a, I think it's a hundred dollars down. You can buy a house. What? Okay. hundred dollars down 15, uh, not a house land. land. Uh, and it's uh, I think 15% or 14% interest. Okay. Um, and people are buying it 30% default rate, 30%. So they default because they're carrying the note. You're in default. I take your land back. I resell it. This is a money maker like you can't believe. You cannot import 10 million people into a country and not have communities like this. This is the future of America if we don't wake up. Have you ever been to Brazil? You go to Rio, nice houses, right out of the gate poverty like you've never seen right that's what's coming to america we are becoming a third world nation and this is the canary in the coal mine rob if you got the clip to
2: play it uh Diego, if you want to make it bigger and let, let uh
0: i think that's a commercial not that yeah, guy he's gonna target. talk to guy. about your
1: poop
2: yeah i thought I your poop let's
0: go, okay. go ahead Rob. really okay Go for it. I'm Joe Biden's out of office. There will be about 10 million new people in here. If you have 10 million people coming in, where are they living? Look at the size of this. The fastest growing development in Texas is just a 30 minute drive from Houston. Any idea of how many are illegal? The majority. The majority. The majority. I'm like Sears and Robot. I have a product, I created it, I sell it. Does it bother you at all, just culturally, Mm -hmm. in America, to have 150,000 people that are speaking another language?
4: Own something of your own, own your own
0: home. That's
3: what we're trying to create for people here.
0: If it's the American dream, why don't you advertise in English? They are going against humanity, against Americans, non-Americans, a lot of races, a lot of people.
6: Like, we were dumb for even falling into this. But I mean, what, what do we do? What do we do?
0: If you import the third world, you end up becoming more third world. I've started Afghanistan, uh, Every war-torn or third-world country always has that same distinct smell, and it's the smell of burning trash. You can see all the undeveloped lots. This could could become massive.
6: Gunfire shooting up here, just pow, 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 coming in front of my house.
0: My wife's advice was, don't piss off any cartels. (laughs) I said, I'll try. Is this the future for America? Because this is the path we're on as an entire country. This is, a, this is a completely new population. I, I talked to the developer, and I mean, it was, honestly, I thought I was being punked. It was like, do you remember when, what's his name, used to play this on Saturday Night Live, the 60 Minutes guy, and he'd be sweaty, and yeah. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. It was like that, sitting with this guy. Um, and I said to him, uh, as we went for a tour, I said, have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? And he immediately said, I'm not Mr. Potter.
3: Oh, wow. He knows who he is.
0: Yep. Wow. And it is Potterville. But you are looking at a place that the the school brand new giant schools are already putting trailers out and there's no tax base. Okay, these are poor people. And we're just importing the the uh, crime is off the charts. And the developer was like, well, that's because the county, the the county hasn't changed except for this. Mm. Um, And the most disturbing thing is our Republican governor uh, took one point five million dollars from the developer's brother uh, in campaign contributions. We called him we wrote to him snail mail even just in case they so who governor abbott governor abbott hmm. no response I, I can usually get a call back from somebody no response wow. and we tried for probably 5 weeks to get i'll fly to you i'll do it at any hour any time any place i just have a few questions when i asked the developer i said uh, i said what are the what do people You know, why would you why would you spend one point four million dollars to the governor? He's like, well, you know, we really think he's great. And I said, so do I. But I haven't given him one point four. What are you getting for that one point four? And he said, you don't get things from politicians like that. And I just looked at him and he went, okay, all right. okay. Yeah. I mean, but he didn't tell
2: you. No, he didn't tell me. But what do you think he's getting? If he he were to get anything, what would he get from a Governor
0: Abbott? uh, He's getting, I think, um, call off the dogs. I don't think he's doing anything illegal, okay? But he's doing a lot of immoral stuff, really bad. He's he's really, really, I think, a really bad uh, kind of businessman. But I don't think he's doing anything illegal. But how can the governor... Who has such a problem? Now this is a red, deeply red county. It won't be for long. It the the migrant, if you want to call it that, the migrant population already dwarfs the people that used to live there. Hmm. Okay, this is about flipping Texas. Yep. Once these and once people understand what he's doing, there are all kinds of shady businessmen. All over the country. I mean, we've, we have grown our population the size of one Arkansas in four years. Well, that's not, no, not Arkansas, Alabama. One Alabama. You can't keep this up without completely changing the financial alone, the financial situation of the country.
4: And Texas would be the first-round draft pick for the Democrats to flip.
0: Oh, they you would f- love Texas before Florida, by the way. Oh, you flip Texas and you're yeah. Done. Yeah. over. Well, you'll n- you'll electoral never electoral see a Republican again. Well, that's yeah. the
3: entire before point Florida. of a completely open border with no yes. answers, no accountability for Mayorkas, nobody Everybody's using the whole humanitarian thing. That is so brilliant because that's exactly what the point is. And now you're seeing it because yep. they're building cities. And like you said, that's going to flip. Why else would they have the border completely open? Why? That's it right there. That's you know, the,
0: there, there's a couple of things that have uh, been in play for a very long time that people don't understand. One is the Cloward and Piven collapse theory. You overwhelm the system. You use the system and pit it against itself. You overwhelm it and you collapse the economy. You collapse the government because of of debt. That's, uh, that's in play. the The other thing is... Again, all of it is about chaos and collapse. Mm. You know the the Red Cross, Doctors Without Borders? They are handing out maps. We have them handing out maps to people in um, Middle America and South America. They're handing them out with the train schedules, the uh, stops where you'll be welcome, the maps how to go, where to go to cross into the United States— the Red Cross, the United Nations, and Doctors Without Borders. Those are three that we can verify because we have the documentation. We have what they're handing out. This is an organized plot to collapse the United States. When we go into real trouble, I mean, look at what came out today with, uh, with Denver. They can't afford the hospitals. When we go into real trouble and we hit real economic hard times, and you've got rationing and everything else, and you have 10 million people that are already a disaster, do you think things are going to get better or worse? And how long does it take before people say, you know what? This was my land in the first place, and I don't mean Americans'. I mean, everybody's been groomed to say America stole this land. How long before Californians start to hear, you know what? This is Mexican land. This is foreign land. You stole it from us. You, you introduce real poverty and despair. We have, we're sitting on a powder keg, a powder keg. We've got to humble ourselves and return to solid principles.
2: That's powerful. And, I, you know, right now we – you saw last week the, dis- the debate going back and forth online how, you know, we have more potential migrants, Im- illegal immigrants coming here in one term than the previous three terms combined. They're projecting 12.99 million you, illegal
0: immigrants coming through here. Did, wh- you, did you see what the World Economic Forum said? Canada – now imagine being a Canadian. Canada has the most open space – the most resources for farming and to take people and water. And they're suggesting that in the next few years, the next decade, that they should take on 35 million immigrants to cross their border. By the way, the population of Canada is 35, 35 million. million. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know what? By quick. the way,
2: you know what? Let's send a bunch of buses over to we Canada. We should. I mean, I mean hey, got, help us out. Yeah, Justin, we'll contribute to Justin. Anyways, Start gang, today. We're going to put the link below, Rob, for the documentary if you can, as well as the link to uh, Glenn's book to be able to order as well, Rob, if you can put that dark future on covering the great resets, terrifying next phase available on Amazon. Just came out a few months ago. Both will be there, Glenn. It's been a blast having you on. Great, this was phenomenal. Looking forward to it again. And Glenn, Glenn touched my arm. Yeah, that's a visual of endorsement.
0: For the Manect app. You guys uh, saw it. And that's <laughs> absolutely true that in a world that mm. tells lies. 59 <laughs> Manects away from oh, Vinny. Vinny is.
2: 59? There is the QR code. code. There's the QR
1: happen by midnight, ladies Tom, and gentlemen. I have
3: to address my constituents. Guys, please get on Manect. We're doing this tonight. I'm staying up all night. I'll respond to everybody. Vinny Manect doesn't is. hang out with me on the weekends anyway, so I believe you. Thank exactly. you, everybody. Have a
2: great weekend. Thank bye-bye, you, bye-bye, Glenn bye-bye. Back.